0: Girl collector. Girl collective.
1: Girl collector. Girl collector. <laughs> Hi, my name's Lou David and I am a Surface designer and printmaker, um, and I have a brand called Lulie Loves. And with me today are Fee Williams of Call Me Fee. She's a brilliant jewelry designer, an all-round tech genius, <laughs> <laughs> and Emily Taylor. I'm laughing because I keep getting that wrong. (laughs) Emily Taylor, who is an illustrator, designer, and runs uh, her own company called EGITS. And together, we are Girl Collective. Um, So this episode, we're diving straight into a chat around creative process and more uh, perhaps poignantly around paralysis of creative process which is a subject that's close to my heart and I might say something, uh, share a bit more of that later but first um, we're going to start with creative process and I'm going to throw it over to Emily to talk a little bit about what creative process means to you. Um, It's
2: funny funny that you ask me that because I don't really think about it a lot of the time. (laughs) When I do think about it I think creative process is probably... 90% Ninety percent of what I do, <laughs> like I, part I think I think gaining inspiration and doing research and even going to a museum is part of creative process. But where I really start with, say, creating a new piece or a new illustration, would be with an idea, um, and then it all sort of flows from there. So I think my my idea of the creative process is something that i don't know where i'm going
3: with this
2: yeah. at
1: all <laughs> is any is any of it i, I completely understand what you're saying em about it being it's kind of second nature yeah to you. yeah i've been doing it since exactly you were it. knee high mm. so and whenever you look at courses or whenever you do courses which i know you don't do why would you But um, there's a whole section on creative process where Mm. you're taught about gathering your materials together and where to go and do the research and colour profiling and um, shapes and um, whatever it happens to be in terms of whether you're making jewellery or surface design or printmaking. I always feel really overwhelmed by that. I'm not classically trained in any way. I didn't Mm. do art at art school. And in my head, everybody who's an artist knows how to do this. And they have a process. And they guard it jealously (laughs) to themselves And it's secret doings. And I think, I don't know anything about secret doings. I don't know anything about a process. So I don't feel... um, anchored mm. perhaps in a repeatable knowable comfortable process which on the days when i might have to do something or feel i want to do something but i'm not inspired right, there's yeah. no process mm-hmm. to to um help me move that through so that's kind of what i'm imagining mm you know I'm, I'm imagine that you float in and go <laughs> oh hello let me <laughs> <I> sit down <laughs> on my orange seat and look out <laughs> of my window and I think in a, in a way you're right because
2: I, I have been trained I've I studied art since school and I did a degree in animation so we were we were taught even through A levels to look at colours in a different way you know nothing's ever pure white there's always bits of green and blue and yellow and picking just sort of being trained to see things in a slightly different way so you're right there is there is definitely like you say I it comes naturally to me because I've been taught it over a long period of time mm. and I've taught myself the bits that I feel comfortable doing so there so when I sit down to do when I say I sit down to do a project there are certain steps I take that I take every time which is Usually starts. I, I I don't know. I get an idea that I want to do something at, around a circus or something. So the first thing I do is go and reference some circus images and get a feel for the aesthetic that I want to go for, the colours and the sort of themes. Maybe the different animals and types of people um, that I want to put in it. So I'll I'll start referencing things and then I'll just start sketching. So I'll. If something grabs me, like I decide I want to do an elephant on <laughs> on a ball, talking about circuses. I'm talking about circuses because that's what I'm doing at the <laughs> at the moment. That's the idea I've got. Um, I'll go and I'll start sketching. If something gets difficult, I'll go and get some more reference images, like how, what what shape are their ears. So I'll do that, um, and then I'll build up the the sketch to something I'm happy with. Um, and then I'll start filling in colour and layering everything else mm. up on top. So there, there is a process that I go through that I, it comes naturally and I don't usually really think about. Um, but a lot of that has... Although it comes naturally, at some point I've had to learn it. I've taught myself that, or been taught that that's where you start, that's your jumping-off point. Um, so it's, it's not something that you can't learn
1: no um, and, and how about you Fee do you I have a sense that you're a bit more like me that you can kind of I just sort of like throw myself
4: <laughs> at the mercy
5: <laughs> just like oh I
1: don't know what shall I do today um,
4: definitely I think one of the questions I want to ask Em actually is in terms of that time factor for me creative process is always squashed mm. so I work in a full time job in mm. retail and so actually when I'm creative it comes down to a lot of like just how much energy i've got like life happens yeah, and i wonder definitely your creative process um has that changed since you stopped well since you became a full-time creative
2: um i think uh, yes and no i think th- <laughs> things would just take me a hell of a lot longer yeah. when i was working whereas now i can i can spend all day on sketching or uh you know coming like coming up with an idea but i think there are certain things that you can't rush yeah. as well. And yeah. that time, like, I'll be being... I, I'm starting to come around to the idea that even though you're working your day job, you're, you might all be um, sort of processing this thing in the back yeah. of your mind. Yeah, yeah. So you might be preparing it to be ready to yeah. then do. True, yeah. And part of that is the creative process as well. Yes. Because I, I'm, so, I'm somebody who does a lot of processing like mental processing before I even put pen to paper um some of that is because I'm distracted by something else but (laughs) I still I still want to be doing the other thing um like I do I do other freelance work which takes me away from doing creative stuff but um but while I'm doing that I'll still be thinking about what so that all of that I think is part of the process yeah yeah um yeah, I don't think I don't think it's really changed. Um, it's just got quicker. I think that gives me hope.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's a key difference between you and I. And um, that yeah, there's an awful lot of quiet contemplation. Mm. That's a big part of who you are yeah. and how you approach life as well as your art and creativity. Mm. I'm much more out there and. Um, I'm much more likely to be uh, sort of flippity-jibbit with it, mm. so I pick up all sorts of different um, things that I want to do. And one day I might decide that I that I want to try doing something like in a 1920 style. And another day I'm fascinated by a colour combination. And because I'm not required, um, we're not none of us. Mm. Are driven by uh, a brief mm. that um, that we have to work to we can do whatever we like we run our own businesses and we're, we're, we're uh, only dictated to by our own whim I, I think I just allow my whim to dictate to me and it it has worried me in the past it 's been part of, of of how I have. Tripped myself up in terms of the way that I think about myself, that I'm not a proper artist because I don't, uh, because I can't draw, mm. or and I don't write. I don't work to a brief, and I don't, in terms of surface design, I don't design in collections. Mm. I design particular patterns, and next week it could be totally different. It has taken me a few years to get my head around the idea that. There is a cohesiveness to what yeah. I'm doing because I'm the one doing it, mm. and that it's. There's so much now that's out there about how you would how you do a collection, how you become a surface designer, how you become uh, an artist, how you run your business, how to use Instagram, yeah, how to use oh, it whoa, becomes whoa. problematic, doesn't it? Yeah, because, because then you feel like you have to be
2: doing it in a certain way, mm. but. In reality, you've just got to do whatever makes you feel comfortable. And it's all the
1: bloody same. Yeah. Absolutely all the same. So if all of those people that are out there following those, you know, 15 ways to become yeah. a successful X, Y, and Z, mm. they're all pumping out the same stuff. And, and surface design is particularly um, sexy mm. at the at, at the moment. Oh, That's goodness true. me. There's so much out there. And um, there's a lot of talent. There's no two ways about that, and it's an amazing time to to um, to be sh- an artist and to be sharing your work, because it's fantastically easy to do it. Mm. But it's not so easy to then um, forge your own way um, and feel confident because if you're not getting back the kind mm. of um, response and feedback that you feel other people are, then Mm. you'll start to second-guess yourself. And I think that's a a real crusher for, um, you know, we're talking about artistic process, but actually the other side of a process that allows you to move forward to the point where you're creating. There's all the other things that that can pile in on top of you that leave you absolutely Mm. stuck and and frozen. Mm. And I think that's why having some kind of process or understanding what your process might be, even if your process, like Fee and I, is (laughs) have I got 10 minutes together to do something? Yeah. Okay, off I go. Or, um, oh, look, there's a dog that I like the look of. I I, I wonder how I can, you know, I can make that into a, a, a pattern however it is, that you have some kind of ownership of Mm. it. Um, Mm. Because I think it's so easy to get flung Mm. about. That's true. Um,
4: I think, yeah, it's that real integrity, isn't it? Of kind of, I'm going to keep following the path of the things that I like and that I enjoy. mm. I think that's been something that's, when we've talked about your work, Leo, over the the years, Mm. at times you've not trusted that and at other times you've been like i love this and i'm gonna jump in with both feet Mm. and um that's hard because it can be really emotional Mm. emotionally led Mm. but then i think that's right as a creative personally i think create art is 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 led by being human Mm. um and so therefore there will be times where we swing one way or the other about how we feel what we're creating yeah but i think I think it's really hard when you do find that slump or when or even the other way you're thinking I love this how do I know that other people love this (laughs) Mm. Um, and then that can dictate what you do next I know there's been certain things that I've made that have been really successful and people have bought and then I'm like but did you not see the other stuff that I made Mm. which was similar and I think was better than that why why aren't you interested in that as well Mm. or instead of Mm. Um, there's no way of knowing other than following along with maybe a little survey or a, you know, offer or a voucher. I see quite often someone will be like, oh, you bought something from my Etsy shop. Here's a 10% off voucher for saying thanks. (laughs) Uh, Which is an interesting ploy, but um, I think... Other than time and energy, for me the creative process is just following what I'm enjoying doing. Mm. Mm. I enjoy
3: yeah.
4: colour, I enjoy exploring making things with that, I enjoy making it shapes. I enjoy people's reactions. When I wear my products, people are like, did you make that? Because it's really good. <laughs> you know, and, and and if if they don't like it, that's okay. But if they're impressed that I've made it, I'm like, yeah, that's okay, I'm alright.
1: I can't tell <laughs> you how many people adore that big... <laughs> red, glittery heart that, uh, that you made that I have, yeah, um, and I'm really glad that I lent on you to go you did. bigger <laughs> you did, you did. they get bigger <laughs> for me
2: yeah, I but think you, there's, you would so, never change what you were doing to please no
1: your your buyers.
4: No, I guess the question is, are there other people out there like me?
1: Mm. And the answer is categorically yes, Yes. (laughs) absolutely, (laughs) I think. But I think that's a very good um, uh, question, you know, that 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 lots of people ask themselves. Mm. And I think there's a tyranny that uh, comes with making products to sell. You know, we we are working artists, and we all three of us, to different um, mm. extent, would like to make money out of mm. the work that yeah. we produce. What I am increasingly getting my head round is there is a difference between some of the work that I produce, um, particularly with the printmaking and uh, the surface pattern so so increasingly when i want to create work in a, on the print side i have no eye on salability at all in fact this next few bits of work that i do i don't think they will be in any way shape or form saleable uh um, because the the blocks that i 'm experiencing at the moment are around around sadness and mm. and grief, and I feel that i can I can really see how working on a project that will memorialize my brother will actually help me to mm. um, heal and and begin and uh, well continue the grief process but i have n- there 'll be no desire or saleability as far as that is that's mm. purely about creative process and so it weirdly I, I I have a sense in which my deepest learning around creative process is going to be as I use art mm. to express myself in quite a profound way, which I've never done before. I I, I really do just like i say throw myself at an idea and fling it down and then sometimes it's been saleable and sometimes it hasn't Mm. but this next set of um pieces that i that i'm sort of starting to think about there is there is deep process there Mm. in terms of imagery that i will use um digging into my own memory banks about um uh, and then how that will translate onto into a piece and in, into a piece of work mm. so that creative process it's the, in in some ways it's the first time that i think that i could legitimately lay hold to a creative process mm. springing from a very deep and, and real thing and i think that might be why i i have often thought that i'm not really an artist is Um, because I, I haven't, um, I haven't thought so much about what it is that I want to say. Whereas in this particular instance, um, my brother, um, having, you know, died unexpectedly, unexpectedly, like, well, I don't know, it's less than a month ago. Mm. Uh, and I'm starting a new term at Spike Island and... I which is something I really love. Girl Collective. Girl
6: collective. collective. Yeah, I'm uh
1: so I'm so I'm I'm doing this course at Spike Island and I really want to do it, and it's self-directed this time, so I get to do I will be deciding what I do. And it seems to me that that's a legitimate piece of work to be doing in in in, in, at least in my first term i'm hoping that that i'll move on and i I won't be mired in sadness for the whole year i've no idea how it's all how that how that grieving process will be but um but um and you know we might return to it but yeah, So what I'm saying is is that is that I, I I for the first time perhaps there is a creative process that I feel I am actively involved with an aware of, rather than just um, being a uh, you know a dilettante if you like and fiddling about with stuff which is perhaps a bit unfair. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that you don't even
2: you don't feel like a proper artist unless it's
1: that deliberate that yeah you that,
2: have a that
1: is what i'm saying isn't it is not it and uh, and, yeah, and yeah and maybe that's it that's
4: it's certainly an interesting conversation at the weekend with my mother-in-law who, I can't remember what song it is, but loves an Ed Sheeran song. And she's like, she loved the lyrics and was like, this person must have been so moved and so in love to re- write this song. And then when, he, when she looks at um, what relationship he was in and, you know, she's like, surely they're married, surely, you know, they're settled down because, you know, this is such a solid song to sing about your partner. And she found out that they lasted two years and they split up. And she's like... But that's, you know, she's like, I can't believe those lyrics could have come out of something that was so, you know, not so substantial. And it's interesting, isn't it, like, the expectation that art will come from deep. the deep soul. Deep and, and it's right, sometimes it does come from the deep soul. And sometimes, um, maybe more with music, or maybe more with, like, actors where you yeah. you pretend to be in that state
3: to create get that creativity mm-hmm. but there will be hearts of that yeah but but i mean mine doesn't
7: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm just, like, creating the cutest things I can think of. the well, cutest that's colour that's so but, it is, but 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 it is something that has concerned me in the past, mm. where I'm like, should I be saying something? No. Should I be, should there be some <laughs> kind of more? really serious hidden message? It, yeah. Um, I... But... I've come to be okay with just putting a smile on someone's face no and being, absolutely
1: yeah you and... know me well enough and you know what I do. I'm all about color and shape and yes. um, yeah. amusement and joy and fun and boldness um, so absolutely i but i I was thinking much more specifically about creative process mm. about a and whether and i'm I know that when I'm creating surface pattern or fabric patterns, um, I'm I'm chasing down an idea. Yeah, I have an idea. I no. render it, and 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 it 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 works, or or it doesn't. Whereas. With the printmaking, there is a more there is a more intentionality, in and so I mm. think it's I think it's that I think it's the intentionality, not so much that <laughs> yeah. it
8: must be what
1: deep, that? it must be in,
9: racked yeah. in pain. Yeah, that's true. No,
1: um, I just think it's interesting for me yeah. that somehow this first really clear grasp and taking hold of a creative process and the desire to do it in order to create something specific um that says something specific has been born of my uh desire to memorialize my brother yeah um and had i not been doing the course maybe i would not have uh such a strong um you know motivation to do it but i have to do something in this first term it feels odd i haven't done anything since finding out that my that, yeah. that my brother died i haven't made a mark on a page
10: yeah.
1: um because well I don't know why because actually I was just about to waffle some nonsense but actually I'm not sure why other than so much of my work is frivolous is joyful Mm. and I'm not feeling like that right now so um, the creative process that I do lay hold of is going to have to Mm. take me Mm. um Mm. To a place that I can that I can make something. Girl mm.
6: Collective. Girl collective.
1: collective. art's such a big freaking word, isn't it? As well, <laughs> yes. You think the,
2: that that's part of the problem, isn't it? There's, there's a lot of pressure on being an artist, yeah. doing art, and actually, if even if you just want to put pencil to paper and do a little doodle like be creative have fun with
1: it, yeah. it doesn't always have to be so art <laughs> mm. so we're talking about creative process it's about how we engage with our creativity mm. uh my partner's mum is well, she's an artist a sewist and a quilter, amongst the many other things that she does. She's, she is a phenomenal force <laughs> of nature. And my own mum is an artist, a very accomplished artist. She didn't start until her mid-70s. Um, and she's, um, she just goes from strength to strength. And I, um, I had a, had a long talk with her, quite specific talk around art and artistic process. Uh, last year, and um, she thought the whole idea was hilarious <laughs> and and way too self conscious yeah. yeah. for her it was i have I bought some paints <laughs> I Got took it. myself off to an art class, <laughs> and I began to paint watercolours and watercolour is a really difficult medium so she now spends her time mastering this medium that she's chosen she's tried other things but she always returns to watercolours but she doesn't think about oh what's my process or what's my motivation (laughs) or am I an artist Uh, at all She sold one of her paintings for $250, Sydney, uh, Australian dollars. She absolutely thrilled to bit. She thought it was fantastic. And I said, well, are you going to make any prints of that or do any more? No. (laughs) (laughs) Because she isn't in the grip of that tyranny at all. She just paints. And she does it to spend time with friends. And she does it uh, because she can. Mm. Uh, And it gives her real... Mm. Joy, she doesn't. She reads loads of books about it, um, but she doesn't know a huge amount about color theory. We were talking about color theory and realized that the pair of us hadn't got a clue. Really, yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter.
2: Doesn't. No, it doesn't. And the more the more you think about these technical processes, the the less creative you become sometimes because you're you're letting color theory dictate what you use, mm. whereas actually, like it. With a lot of um, your work, you do use some clashing colors, and and it looks
1: great. Mm. Like it does yeah. you know? I think that's it. I think you absolutely have to be prompted to make a mark, mm. or so a stitch, sing a note, play a note, mm. whatever it is, and then add another one, and another one, and another one, and just follow yeah. your way uh, along not think too hard about it
2: no I liked what you said I can't remember the exact words but about um it not so much being creative process but how you engage with your creativity or how you turn it on in a way Mm. like that's that would be rather than saying creative process that would be what I feel feel I do more you know that Calling it creative process does feel like it's an intentional process, which is what, like you say, a lot lot of courses teach, is that you've got to pin it down. But actually, like your mum does, it's more to do with just engaging
1: with that part of you and getting on with it. Yeah. And courses have to have structure, otherwise there'd be chaos. Yeah. So they pin down some of the elements that are super useful Mm. to shortcut you Mm. into activity otherwise everyone would be scratching their heads and doing nothing Um, you know all the live long day and And
2: there's something about um giving yourself limitations that can actually
1: unleash your creativity yeah and a brief Mm. in fact i think um i kicked against having briefs Uh, because in the the print school we have, you know, we have briefs. Mm. I kicked against it a bit, but I definitely produced work Mm. as a result of it and chose colours and, yeah, made decisions. Mm. (laughs) I think that's it, isn't it? That to be an artist or to identify yourself and to understand what your perspective is,
11: Mm.
1: what you want to say... And how you want to say it is about making a set of decisions creative decisions emotional decisions, intellectual decisions about the color palette you want to use, about the shapes you want to create, about who wants to who's going to wear your piece mm. or who's going to use your piece or who's going to hang your piece on the wall or mm. who's going to gift your whatever it is uh, that but it's a set of decisions, and you're right. I think getting stuck on, but what's my process mm. can in the end be a circular, mm, tail chasing. Yeah. Can sometimes nonsense. cause that paralysis. Yeah. Mm. It, yeah.
4: It's interesting. We've all used the word joy. I think at some point, or I certainly thought about using the word joy. And you have both actively said, actually, what I've created, if that brings me joy. Or if I know that that's going to give someone a smile, that's, that's a great motivation. Mm.
6: Yeah.
4: Um, definitely. I think that's certainly a reason we work so well as a kind of collective in terms of getting together and kind of, because we, we have that motivation, we have that like mindedness.
1: Mm. A commonality, yeah. And I, I think all of us, that's to some, por- to some degree or other, don't really think there's much point in doing it if it doesn't <laughs> yeah. uh, spark joy oh god that's that like... oh no <laughs> Marie Kondo I'm sure we're not supposed to say <laughs> she's probably she can't copyrighted possibly <laughs> copyright copyrighted spark joy but uh, no create joy yeah engender joy spread joy love but um yeah I think I think that's that's really true and the other thing I really uh love about getting together with with you two is the the level of generosity that that I experience from all of us to each other Mm. and Mm. uh, beyond so that it has been absolutely possible for me to sit and breathe deeply and go yeah, you know what, my work is good I am an artist Mm. Um, and feel okay with that sit with that try that out and 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 feel confident with it and to know that it's alright if I haven't done anything this month it's fine it's mm. okay if I turn up next month and I haven't done anything we regularly go through periods of yeah. time yeah. where we've done absolutely nothing or we think we do and then we arrive and start having a chat about yeah. what we've been thinking about and I think that's it yeah. as well yeah. is... I think thinking about it isn't a part of a part of it. Whereas from what I really understand you're saying, Emily, and particularly today is no 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 no. Thinking about it is like eighty yeah. percent of yeah. it. Mm. And,
2: yeah. And and actually it's something that um I've only really just come to realise mm. how how because I, I get burnt out Mm. quite frequently and it's not because i'm doing it's because i can't stop thinking Mm. about it and put it down for a minute (laughs) um so it is it definitely is
1: part of the so maybe when we're designing some kind of creative process if that's what um we feel is helpful and i sort of think it is not something i don't mean a, something that's rigid but i think something that is that is supportive of achieving the sharing of the joy however yeah. that might be we each of us have to think about some of the different um, aspects uh, and for you emily it's finding a way to not overthink something yeah. so to want to know and and have a, a, a some kind of um support mechanism that's that goes stop now Mm. draw or and i think um Mm. for me uh, the 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 one thing that i have done and it was as a result of being uh, of of doing the course at spike with justina medon who's an amazing um printmaker and textile designer and I started with a book a sketchbook really but um but more like a journal and I put everything in it so all the color uh, ideas and chips but also when I was mixing color but then I would put also a plan for the for the morning or shapes or collage or ideas it everything went into this this book and it got and it got super messy and things got stuck in it and I and I I didn't really care just as but it was like a bible for me and I, I would carry it around and work things out on the page because I'm a writer by you know my first sort of creative impulse I suppose so writing things down actually works really, really well for me. And once it's captured and in... And it felt like if it was captured in that book, I could just let it be in there. It's, as, it's almost as if all of those little things sort of play with each other and cross over the pages and have little chats and and work stuff out. Yeah. But it's out of my head and, and down on, on the page. Yeah. And so I don't get into that little cat loop of you know actually like that's that's ride ride
2: definitely ride, 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 something ride. that creates paralysis in me is like trying to keep too much in my in brain head, yeah. and as soon as i've sketched something out you know it's freeze it up yeah it's like trying
1: to keep too much going on i have way too many projects and ideas uh, mm-hmm. way yeah. too many yeah. Yeah. and because I have a lot of time particularly in comparison to you two I start too many things and I will end up with a lot of half eaten
12: mm-hmm. uh,
1: ideas whether it be writing ideas, print making ideas sewing ideas yeah. and I think that's another thing that that, that creates paralysis for for, for yeah. me Yeah. so that where i am at the moment is having come to a hard stop and not done anything i can feel my anxiety um rising as all of the many many things i that i thunked that i was going to be doing mm. not getting done and and I, I i suppose the the relief is there's nothing new arriving mm. Um, I say that, except i 'm about to start a new course uh, but yeah that that paralysis that comes from having too many ideas mm. is as is as difficult to uh break through mm. as the one of you know not having an enough
2: also it sounds like a loop like a uh what do you call it when you get into a vicious circle like yeah where you're yeah like you say you're you're you've got something that's causing paralysis but then that the not doing anything causes more because you're feeling <laughs> anxious about not doing and it's like you get into this loop spiral that, you can't that get descends
13: out of.
1: yeah and i think Fee, i think you hit that a bit was it last year you were incredibly you were so busy totally. that you weren't able to create anything
11: yeah.
1: there were a number of bits and pieces that were about and I can remember us having those conversations where it's like, yeah. I like, no, don't have any th- totally. time like, to do it. Totally, I would come it. to
4: our meeting and then it would be like... So this is... The, I felt like it was like a confessional. Yeah. <laughs> of like, this is the third month, I've not achieved anything creative. I was working two jobs, I didn't really have much of a social life, mm. let alone any time to kind of be creative. Mm. Um, and because I was so tired, even just thinking... Was a lot of effort, and it was immensely frustrating.
2: Did you find that even in your downtime, though, even though you were in that downtime because you were tired, mm. you still felt guilty for not doing something creative? Like um, if you had a day off, but you needed to actually not do anything, it was that guilt would sort of creep in. Yeah,
4: out. I guess so. Because so me solidifying being creative came from being made redundant. Mm. So I had quite a, uh, you know, like six weeks of, of a period of time where I could be creative, and and that was really that kicking a ball into the orbit,
11: mm.
4: and then, like you do, but in, with if I had superpowers, that's what I'd be doing, um, <laughs> <laughs> Just kicking many many balls, um, uh, but the, you know, and knowing that you've now set those things in motion, and that that will just keep going round, and and then when I was extremely exhausted, you know, I was really ill at one point with the kind of six weeks off work because I was just so exhausted and during that time no there was no creativity because I was tired and because I just didn't have any brain capacity to move on Mm -hmm. and yeah looking back I did kind of feel that there was something on my back just kind of just going you could be creating right now why aren't you creating there's lots of lovely things that you could be doing you've got all of that stuff in that other room why aren't you doing those things lots of people would like to see what you're doing you know why can't you do those things i never felt the pressure when i came to to chat with you two about it you both gave me graciously and rightly so gave me permission to just be very calm about it and go it's okay don't worry things will change and they did um going down to just one full-time job was a really good move
11: Mm, yes
4: (laughs) (laughs) um and then being able to kind of then have a day off for me was then the the activist side of that stuff of going Mm. actually yeah you can be creative alongside other stuff um and I guess that's still where I'm playing with time in terms Mm. of how much time have I got to be creative
2: it's not just time either it's energy Mm. actually I think energy is even more important than time yeah yeah Um, yeah
14: because
2: you could do you could probably get lots done in the evenings but it's like do you have the energy to do that probably not
14: yeah
4: definitely and that you know there's other people in my life there's other responsibilities Mm. sometimes that takes over and you're just like but I wanted to do this today
6: Collective. Girl collective. She's a uh, brilliant woman
1: uh, who's part of a, a, a different group that I'm involved with um, and uh, she has a full-time job but she's also uh, just uh, has a, a new studio, she had a home studio but she now has a new studio, she's a um, potter ceramicist amongst the other amazing things she is uh diane her name is and uh she is brilliant at taking 10 minute slots and just doing something in that 10 Mm. minutes Mm. because there wasn't enough time she didn't have the energy and was feeling that pressure but also the the business of being creative is so incredibly uh healing for her as well and important to her so she just started doing these little 10 minute little sketches nothing almost and has done that and now some of those pieces uh, she go back and work on them again, and then they become motifs. And eventually, I'm quite sure a really rather beautiful mm. collection, mm. Uh, fabric collection, will will Emerge, come from that. Yeah. Or it will be ideas that come on uh, that are then put onto her pottery or, or cards or something. Mm. She just does short um, little bursts of it, and uh, I think that's a really Important thing to lay hold of as well when the thing that's in the way of your creativity is time and energy, then we have to flip how we're thinking about Mm. it and take short little bursts so that you might only have 10 minutes and that's you drawing a new shape. You have to do as much as possible to sort of
2: strip out the resistance, and by that I mean sort of if you need to get stuff out, if you need to like you know, reorganise a room to do it. You totally need to agree. try and uh, reduce that as much as possible so you can literally just sit down and do it yeah. for ten minutes. Yeah.
1: Every woman, if I ruled the world, every woman would have a she shed. <laughs> either yeah. I'm up for that. <laughs> yeah. a can
5: you take over now a
1: studio in the garden or mm. a room or a corner where your stuff is out yeah. and it does not get... Put away, and then when you are ready, exactly as you say that, because you've stripped out the resistance, you can walk into that corner, that she shed, and take your five minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes, whatever Mm. it is you've you you've got. It's like exercise, isn't it? It once you once you've got your kit on and you're out the door then you're then it's, getting it's all started good but it's getting the kit on and getting out of the door that yeah. is, is that is the the impossibility it, it's funny that you bring up uh
2: doing things in 10 minute slots because i don't i don't know if you find this but i definitely find this with um so i'm at home three days a week and i've got all of that time to do what i want and that i'm working on building this business this way but Oh my God! Do I waste a lot
1: of it? <laughs> Honestly, and I don't even know what I've done. <laughs> I know what I've do done.
8: You know? Watch Skin Wars yeah. all day. Yeah, or, or, yes, I, or I could obsessed. literally,
2: all play with my new cat, yes. or um, be just be scrolling endlessly. Scroll and or, scroll and or, scroll oh, I read this article because it's vaguely related to yeah. what I'm trying to do. Um, so actually, I think the most, the most like. Uh, productive you are are in these short little slots because um you can only focus for so long anyway but if you can get if you can get into a position where you can sit down and you know you're able to focus you've even if it's one minute it's like it's amazing how much you can get done Mm. in a minute Mm. compared to like i'll get i'll get most of what i want done i think in a day in maybe an hour and the rest of it is just fluff
0: like, there's, all sorts yeah.
1: of, there's all sorts of techniques to do that. Um, I want to say, is it something like tomato? I don't know. <laughs> <Alice Morley. laughs> this is one of those things where we'll have a think, we'll find it out and put a link yeah. somewhere.
11: <laughs> yeah. Because
1: the more I think tomato, the more I think, why would it have anything to do with tomatoes? <laughs> it's a technique to um developed for people who are trying to get chunks of work done in Mm. terms of a corporate situation but obviously it doesn't really matter you're just trying to you're just trying to give yourself a chunk of time where you're focused on whatever it is you want to be Mm. focused on and for us that is a piece of work of uh, creative work whether it's a bit of thinking, whether it's a bit of doing sewing or whatever it is generally for me most of what i do needs more than just 10 minutes mm. uh the design side of things 10 minutes i can definitely uh have a play in 10 minutes but mm. by the silk screen printing by the 10 minutes minutes i wouldn't get mad <laughs> I'd, I'd barely get everything out and And set and and remember where the paper is, let alone to do something. So I need a bigger chunk of time. But as you say, I've got a bigger chunk of time. Yeah, I just absolutely fritter it away.
2: It's just making sure that when you are doing it, is focused. Yeah, and then you know, if your if your brain isn't in the mood, then do do so do do something else. Yeah, and not not beat yourself
1: up about. But that's yeah. what I feel for you Fee because your time slot yeah. is yeah. there. Yeah. That's yeah. it. This is it. There's the you, you don't have the time that em- Emily and I have yeah. to fiddle about and not do it. It's like right well, okay, it's there. And so what do you do mm. if you arrive at that time <laughs> slot and you're not in I don't the mood? Do this.
4: Um totally. I think um both of you have talked about kind of that thinking space and uh, yeah that ramp up to when I have got some time to make physical stuff Mm -hmm. then it is a lot of that time will be leading up to that and thinking of processes thinking how I'm going to do these things Mm -hmm. how am I going to make that happen how long am I going to have to wait for that to actually dry and cure and you know what am I going to do if it doesn't work um what do I do if it does work do I then get the drill out do Mm. I sand Mm. stuff can I avoid doing those bits um
5: (laughs) not not boring bits um
4: uh, it's all about thinking about then how do I use this time most efficiently Mm. um I do find that the times that I've got that I can be creative like physically doing stuff um not always planned in and maybe I need better discipline Mm. to kind of be like right this this evening that I've got coming up, I know that I've got no plans. I know that my partner's busy. I'm gonna, I'm going to sit at my table and I'm gonna do something. It might be that I go, I don't want to do this. Yeah. But at least I've given myself that space, Chant. so that the next week or the next two weeks that that comes around again, I can, I can go for it. I am my biggest worst enemy though when it comes to when something doesn't work out because it's a physical medium. It doesn't work. I found myself sulking and I mm. found myself sulking for six weeks mm. where I'm like, it didn't work and now I've wasted all that material and that money and that time and I don't want to do this anymore
2: I do that, <laughs> I do that as well oh,
3: I, give no, you.
2: <laughs> I do, because I do, like I, I'll, ske- I'll sketch something out and if I'm not happy with it I yeah. can go off in a sulk yeah, and yeah. draw and I think for a couple of
1: days uh, <laughs> 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 I don't sulk, so, maybe I, I do i I don't want to, but maybe I do. Uh, but I have. There are sewing projects, particularly with sewing mm. projects. I have a piece that um, I made, and I. It's out of some of the first fabric I designed, which because it's the first fabric, some of the first <laughs> fabric I've designed, There's not necessarily my best work, and uh, I. It's kind of a self-designed thing. It's this amazing book where you can um no and then sort of no pattern pattern and you it's everything's designed on squares or circles or triangles and again i'm my i'm going to be useless at this because i can never remember (laughs) what (laughs) the actual thing's called anywho i made this thing it was a top well it was just awful i just like a sack of potatoes <laughs> in it. and i flung it to one side and thought well, that was absolutely awful i'm and and it's still upstairs at my one of my uh teachers and now friend tree stitchless tv she just says sometimes you have to put something away and it could be a year two years mm. it could be longer that you put something away but then go back to it and remake it mm. you know and she says. Slash it up the front and put uh, and make it into a jacket. And I'm like, slash it up the front and make it into a jacket. Are you kidding me? It's vile, but it's still there. And eventually, I will make something else out of it. I mean, yeah. it still could end up at the charity shop. Let's be be t- brutally honest. Then you could see someone wearing
11: it. <laughs>
2: that would be really <laughs> funny. <laughs> but that's that's also part of how I I've come to realize that a lot a lot of i don't know what you call it like background unconscious processing is going on as well because mm-hmm. i've put stuff down that i've got frustrated with and then gradually it's worked its way back out to the front of my mind and i've solved it yeah
1: and more and i don't
2: the... even know where that's come from no. it's just done it <laughs> like I my brain has just done it
1: <laughs> that's part of creative process yeah. as well mm. and this is what i mean about the tyranny of making money is that somehow mm. that that um it keeps us in front brain activity yeah. when actually where we need to be as creatives is in in our in our dreamy place mm. for me anyway uh where i'm not overly judging mm. things that i do and if i don't like it and i just move on to something else and and let it be let it be you know the ugly thing in, you know but 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 to love it just just the same. Yeah. The other thing as well is that I will create things that I don't think are particularly um, that they don't light me up particularly and I in the spirit of sharing, or again the tyranny of Instagram where you have to put something up, don't yeah. oh, oh, you don't die <laughs> Or, or the feed will die yeah. uh, which by the way I haven't put anything on Instagram or mm. Facebook uh, for the last three weeks and um, the sky has not fallen down um, I have I, I have still continued to um, to get the odd new follower mm. because let's face it most new followers aren't legitimate anyway mm. so being mm. whooped to that um, it, 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 it really doesn't matter but I've put up these things mm. in the spirit of sharing and because I've got to have something and it's the only thing I've managed to wham out that day and people go oh my god that's lovely I love it it's fantastic it's amazing and I'm thinking really <laughs> now either I haven't got a clue you haven't got a clue or more properly actually there are moments when you do a piece of work and you know this is good and I don't care whether anyone else responds to it or not Uh, because i know in my heart that this is a good piece of work that i've created and then there are times when you put something out there and someone else finds value in it and i've learned to honor that
7: Mm.
1: and simply allow that you know allow that to be Mm. um you know and i'm sure there's stuff that i'll put out there that only my mother would love (laughs) <laughs> Although she she be the first one to go, not your best, darling. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> you did your best, baby, but that's really no. <laughs> I uh she just put up this gorgeous painting and it had what i thought was a little bird a little um some kind of seabird in it and i put oh that bird she's like trust you that was a complete mistake
5: (laughs) (laughs) you're so observant you spotted it
4: One bit you're
1: not meant to look at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, excuse me. <laughs> so, listen, I feel like we could talk about creative process and mm. blocks again and again and again, and, and, and perhaps that's what we will do, is 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 come back to it. But um, you're the keeper of the time,
4: Fee. So I think, I, I think we should wrap things up for today. Yeah. I
1: think
4: we've done yeah. a good... A good chunk of time on this discussion
15: yeah
4: um and yeah you're right this is something that we can definitely come back to um within this creative medium of a podcast as well. <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for listening um we can be found on instagram and uh, a girl collective we can also be found under our own uh, pseudonyms is that is that a pseudonym is that the right thing
1: Nom de plume, I nom don't plume know. Handle <laughs> nom de at nom de gram. Yes,
4: um, so while I remember what mine is, <laughs> um,
1: my Instagram is at Luli loves you, mine
2: is at Egypt, and that's with one E, and mine
4: is at Um and that's where you can find all our creative outlets um, and get in contact. Um, but
16: for now, we'll say goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Girl Collective. Girl Collective. Girl Collective.
4: episode of uh, Girl Collective Podcast. Um, we are doing our intro at the end so that we can talk about what we've just been talking about. Uh, but my name is Fiona Williams and um, I am a jewellery maker, designer um, of resin jewellery uh, for Call Me Fee. Um, who wants to introduce themselves next? I'll go next.
8: <laughs> Hello.
1: My name is Louise David uh, my brand is Luli Loves. I'm a printmaker, designer, fabric designer, and maker.
2: Uh, And I'm Emily Taylor, Emily J. Taylor, if you want to search for me. Um, I'm a character designer and illustrator, and my brand is Ejits. You can find me on Instagram at Ejits, which is (laughs) E-J-I-T-S. we
4: should keep this in that was the, we were going to say that at the end as well oh. <laughs> we're going to keep it in though I like it anyway um, so <laughs> um, oh dear. We, we regularly get together um, we have been doing it for quite a few years in terms of encouraging each other we make very different things so it means that we can be very honest with each other about how our journey is going give great opinions on terms of what we've been, what we show each other it's a bit of a show and tell, sob, celebrate, excitements. Um, oh, oh, I sob. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we've decided to uh, to break this into into the world and see if anyone else wants to to join us in in listening to what we've got to say. Um, so today we've been looking at Black Friday, yeah, and all the joys. And there's a lot of, of me coughing. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, we've got some sickness in the room, yeah. so... Uh,
14: Sorry about that.
4: <laughs> I'm going to try and edit it out, but if, if there's still some in there, that's it's probably some of us mm. at one point. Um, then we went to...
8: Christmas lists. Christmas lists. We've built uh, some extremely good and useful Christmas lists for artists.
4: Yeah, and how to, how to support your fellow artists
8: <laughs> somehow. <laughs> Basically we've written our own Christmas list for for Santa and we're hoping that our partners are listening and friends and family are listening. Yeah, totally.
4: And then our last topic was a more rambly one but we started off by looking at Christmas markets and selling at them and whether they were a venture for us Mm. or not.
1: Yeah, and we kind of ended up really looking at How to make some decisions about whether you do actually sell at a Christmas market, and how to ensure that you get value out of where you're putting your energies in terms Mm. of reaching your customer. So uh, enjoy the podcast. Good collective. Good
6: collective. (laughs)
4: It's always that awkward thing, but there are many podcasts I listen to, they don't really know how to start, Um, so we can just get cracking.
1: Yeah, we could. I really like that, I can never remember what they're called, is it the Reluctant Feminist? I want to call them Reluctant Feminists. The Guilty 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 Feminists. And they always do that, um, I'm a feminist, but
0: thing. Yeah, I love that. And
1: I was thinking about that, like, I'm an
8: artist, but... (laughs) I was just thinking (laughs) there is no but with with that because uh, being an artist gives you the excuse actually to do whatever you like I'm an artist and
5: that's it maybe that's what we do
1: I'm an artist and my entire house is full of artist supplies
4: (laughs) definitely definitely um Adam Buxton's podcast. He's sneaky and puts the microphone on before they've started. Yeah. The amount of times um, that, like, his guest will be like, have you started recording? And he'll yeah. be like, yeah! yeah. <laughs> and it's ten minutes in, and I'm like, nice, good work.
16: <laughs> I like that sounds of making tea yeah, and just it's a, a little, little yeah. yeah, Absolutely.
8: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: So it's, it's what date is it? Early December. Mm. Um, we've just gone past... Um, the American tradition of uh, Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Black
11: Friday. (laughs) Um,
4: Which I'm I'm pretty sure everybody knows what Black Friday is, the amount of advertisement I have seen and heard. Um,
2: Come straight to your inbox.
4: uh, Yeah, (laughs) inbox, radio, uh, online, TV, stores, everywhere. So uh, if you don't know what Black Friday is... How I I, I amaze your skills?
11: Yeah,
1: it's <laughs> <laughs> true. And year on year, it's it's expanded and expanded, mm. isn't it? So mm. it used to be about electrical goods, and yeah. um, you know there were all those scenes outside Currys, um, which no longer exists anymore. Interestingly, um, Curry
4: slash PC World, yeah, they've kind of merged and, it together to yeah. hope together, but yeah.
1: But, you know, people leaping over each other to get to huge TVs that look ridiculous in their tiny little houses. (laughs) Um, And, yeah. So what do you think about Black Friday in terms of your own small business? Because I think that there is a real uh, impact on Mm. small businesses, artist businesses, uh, makers, artisans. How do you feel about the... This overwhelming
2: crush mm. of sale, sale, discounts, sale. Yeah. <laughs> uh, generally, I've tried to ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> and I've done that quite successfully, I think. <laughs> Although this this year it started creeping into... Um, so I sell on on Etsy, and it started mm. creeping into Etsy going, join our sale, join our Black Friday sale, you know, sell some of your stuff at discount and on Etsy I don't know how people do that because they're a lot of them already underselling themselves quite yeah totally, quite in a big way so um yeah I I I agree with a lot of what I see when people are talking about boycotting it in favor of shopping independent um I'm not obviously if if there's something I want and it's in the sale, I will buy it. But personally, in terms of my own business, I, I don't join in. i just no, because mm. no. I can't. I can't sell my stuff for any cheaper. I already feel the pressure of selling it at um, a price point that it's is probably undervalued because, just generally, it's difficult to sell
1: stuff <laughs> mm. which yeah. i think there's a real issue around how people value handmade crafted work whether it's art or artisanal mm-hmm. or food mm. um or furniture or whatever it is jewelry yeah. that there's so much that is very ultra cheap and mass produced, yeah. where uh, and large companies can heavily discount. And the reason they can heavily discount, they're still making a profit uh, because they the prices are inflated to to start with. And I think that that consumers have an expectation of value for money, mm-hmm. which has been completely skewed by those big companies heavily discounting so then we create this culture around black friday and cyber monday that we then are being sucked into
7: yeah
1: uh, because etsy make no mistake is a big business Mm -hmm. and it um, works for them for their uh, people who are on Etsy to discount because then they are making more money. Mm. They're still taking. They're
2: still taking the same okay, fees. They're still they're too, taking.
1: Yeah. They're not discounting. No. They're not heavily discounting by sixty percent, mm. um, which was one of the emails that they sent out where they were, you know, they were encouraging. Yeah. They were They were bandying that figure about. Mm. Not, they're not necessarily That's telling too, you, Jamel. but that same. Massive, it is a, yeah, it's a massive uh, cut. cut into um, your profit yeah. with yeah, no equivalency on Etsy's side to give you 60% discount on the amount that they're taking yeah. out of your sales. So, so this culture's been created and we have to figure out, artists have, oh. and makers have to figure out where to sit. Um, and there's lots of people... The backlashes don 't engage, and um, I read a couple of um, counters to that and i which i and I thought they were really valid um, encouraging people to if you want to push Black Friday away and you don 't want to get involved in that then why not use that as an opportunity to go and seek out your local sellers and yeah. makers and artists and buy something from them, something of value, something that's been crafted, where you actually eyeball the person who's made it. You, can, you come away with a piece that has meaning mm. and that you're cho- that's unique, that you have chosen. And the value of that is huge. Buy less. Mm. pay a bit more yeah maybe <laughs> and um uh, but give uh, but give something give something of value and i think that we can engage at that point mm-hmm. uh, so we we have to we have to sell our work we need to sell our work across <laughs> black friday and cyber monday because these are key buying you know key buying dates of course they are absolutely so we have to figure out a way of uh subverting Mm. black friday cyber monday to our own advantage we're artists for heaven's sake and that's exactly we that's what we should be doing we're subversives we should be the ones leading the charge we should be the ones providing the alternative and um and engaging with our customers and that's the other thing i wanted to say about that as well is if you understand who your customer is and where they hang out and where they play and how they like to buy and who they like to buy from the likelihood is that there isn't a huge percentage of your customers that are spending all their dollar in black friday sales mm i'm not sure that that's the same profile i don't know how much of a crossover there you know there there is exactly as as you said emily if you were going to be buying a big tv this year then you might wait for black friday so that you would get a deal if the deal is legitimate because there's some question about that fair enough um but but the this sort of this sort of ravening consumerism that Black Friday and Cyber Monday promotes and the behaviour of people around that mm. as well, um, I find really distasteful and shocking and I really don't yeah. wanna get involved. I, Espe- I,
13: especially
2: in a in a time where we're being told not to give in to consumerism because we need to take care of this planet. Mm. <laughs> That um, mass-produced goods that are bought for cheap and thrown away easily is, you know, it's old hat. We shouldn't be doing that sort of behaviour. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that's it. And I, that, I think that's it is like if you're cool and if you're really switched on, then constantly buying the latest, newest thing, updating it is really yeah it's really uncomfortable Mm. buying yeah plastic tat it's that's gonna end up in landfill what Mm. about buying a beautiful piece of jewelry that will then be handed on to somebody else you know that's uh, you know that that actually has worth and and and, and is crafting and that you wear and that you know you're Niece or your nephew or your son or whoever mm. you know wears down the li- somewhere down the line. What about doing that? Mm. What about buying a piece of art that stays on your wall and then gets you know handed, at the very least <laughs> shredded up for fire to put on the fire? You <laughs> know, in a, in, a, in a completely
17: environmentally yeah. friendly way. I thought you meant in the apocalypse. <laughs>
16: The end of the
18: world
4: yeah. we'll all have these things that we can burn it's yeah. okay yeah <laughs> i do think it's that the attitudes isn't it that i struggle with and i think also for for someone who's like a fledgling in terms of creating for then uh, purchase for other, for others others um being able to um leisurely put things up on online for sale um and I had every you know every notion to want to do that um but then as consumerism uh, Friday came came closer and closer I just got more and more stubborn I felt myself kind of going no I don't even want to take pictures of what I've created Mm. because I don't want to be responsible for putting them up even if I wasn't going to enter into a sale
19: in terms, yeah,
4: I just was, and and it, it it just frustrated me in terms of I didn't want to be part of that machine.
13: Mm-hmm.
4: And we it annoyed we me. do sort of
2: sit on this um, s- sit on this line, don't we? Because mm. like we use acrylics in our artwork, and you use resin with yeah. your, and you know, th- <clears throat> although we don't we try not to we try to waste as little as possible mm. there are, like I, it's definitely crossed my mind before I'm like I'm trying to produce artwork but also be very mindful of that mm. of using the right sorts of materials and uh, not wasting you know materials mm. and there's definitely it's quite a difficult line to balance sometimes
20: yeah
2: um, and in terms of like, w- to a certain extent, my my stuff in particular, I sometimes think is quite frivolous. If you're going to buy it, it's like it's not something useful necessarily. It's a nice piece of art. So, mm.
11: um,
2: <clears throat> yeah, it's it's almost like treading that line. Mm. We we have we have quite like, I've got quite strong opinions about consumerism, and I'm quite minimalist. And to I have to really love something to have mm. it in my life and have it in my home um and yet i'm like asking people to buy my stuff <laughs> buy my stuff too <laughs> it's a strange like what dichotomy we're
4: is, what we're asking is people to say do if you love mm. this that i've created then you can have it yeah it obviously comes as a transaction yeah but it, you're asking we're inviting people to be uh passionate about mm. what we've created that's and if true. they like it then that's fantastic um and I guess that's the difference between us and huge brands that have high street sales mm. or online boosts. And I guess that's where the frustration of of market sellers, um, you know, it's not it, on the high street yeah. and, and Etsy and it's all the see-
11: others that are it's on It's seeing there.
2: that sort of mindless buying yeah. when you're sat there going, but I've got I've got something that is meaningful, yeah. mm. and I want you to buy that instead. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think yeah i think we are at the risk of in some ways overthinking it Mm -hmm. for me and you know i'm a bit more hardline about some of this stuff we uh, make and create products and we put a lot of our heart and soul and creativity into those and we are attempting to make a living and that's all we're asking to do is make a living. We're yeah. not asking to make <clears> massive profits we're not asking you know we're not um we don't have shareholders to keep happy and it's the it's the greed of the shareholders <coughs> that that drives these huge um, big sale this big sale culture but it what it but what it is doing is it's educating consumers into believing that they should always have available to them something for very little. So they have very little sense of the value or the cost of what it is they're buying. The cost in terms of child labour, the cost in terms of forests, the cost in terms of the environment, the cost in terms of stuff going into landfill, the cost in terms of, um, you know, and On and on it goes. Pick an industry and yeah. industry. I suppose
2: we're not really comparable in that sense. No,
1: so I think, yeah, mm. don't over, um, you know, analyse that. Yeah, absolutely, be mindful of not wasting things. Absolutely, be mindful of recycling. I all the pay. If I cut down a print, I've come home with all the bits of paper. They'll be used in something. I'm not quite sure what yet, but they will be something. They'll be printed on and woven into a a a different piece um, eventually. And I keep in I keep all of the uh, scraps from sewing. I keep all of the cottons from sewing, and I um, I create a new fabric with it. Um, It has to be you know sort of like a there's a couple of things that you can do it to create new and interesting um fabric with it the point is i don't chuck all of that mm, out mm. and i i'm I'm, try, I'm trying my best to <coughs> we um to 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 make work and to and to limit the impact the environmental impact that i that i have uh, i'm a I'm a printer, and the fact of the matter is that's a very water-heavy. Mm. Uh, but it amazes me. Um, there's small things that you can do by, like not leaving the tap running while when you're cleaning something. <laughs> it's really yeah. simple. Yeah. Use a sponge. Boom, done. Don't need the water on. But people are people still do it. I see it happening in the studio all, all, all the time. There's lots of small ways that you can do that. But that's not the issue. We have to sell. Mm. We are selling in an environment where Black Friday and Cyber Monday happens. We find it, a lot of people find it, incredibly counterproductive Mm. and distasteful. And the thing that, from the political side of it for me, is the training of consumers to behave in a way that is absolutely counter to all of the major drives that we have. Um, of the day which is about protecting our environment and, mm. and, and, and limiting mm. um, the, limiting what we buy and where artists then have a role is right alright if you decide that you're not going to be buying every little tchotchke that comes your way and that you're actually going to have something that is of value then go and buy locally find the artists to you locally and buy something Buy something incredible. Buy Absolutely. something beautiful. Buy something that has meaning, and spend your money that way. And that piece will stay with you, and it won't end up in a tip, mm. um, you know. And, it, and as you say, or else it'll you know go up and smoke when the apocalypse comes, or
21: uh, <laughs> we'll make a yeah. raft. No, <laughs> yeah.
11: no,
21: that's not. <laughs>
6: collective go Girl collective, Girl collective.
4: of uh, Girl Collective Podcast. Um, we are doing our intro at the end so that we can talk about what we've just been talking about. Uh, but my name is Fiona Williams and um, I am a jewellery maker and designer um, of resin jewellery uh, for Call Me Fee. Um, who wants to introduce themselves next? I'll go
1: next. <laughs> Hello. My name is Louise David. Uh, my brand is Luli Loves. I'm a printmaker, designer, fabric designer, and maker.
2: Uh, And I'm Emily Taylor, Emily J. Taylor, if you want to search for me. Um, I'm a character designer and illustrator, and my brand is Ejits. You can find me on Instagram at Ejits, which is (laughs) E-J-I-T-S. We
4: should keep this in. That was, the, we were going to say that at the end as well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're going to keep it in though. I like it anyway. Um, so, <laughs> um, oh dear. We, we regularly get together. Um, we have been doing it for quite a few years in terms of encouraging each other. We make very different things, so it means that we can be very honest with each other about how our journey is going, give great opinions on terms of what we've been, what we show each other a bit of a show and tell, sob, celebrate, excitement. Um, oh, oh, I sob. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we've decided to uh, to break this into into the world and see if anyone else wants to, to join us in, in listening to what we've got to say. Um, so today we've been looking at Black Friday yeah. and all the joys... And there's a lot of me coughing. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, we've got some sickness in the room, yeah. so
14: uh, sorry about that.
4: <laughs> I'm going to try and edit it out, but if if there's still some in there, that's it's probably some of us mm. at one point. Um, then we went to
8: Christmas lists. Christmas lists. We've built uh, some extremely good and useful Christmas lists for artists.
4: Yeah, and how to how to support your fellow artists <laughs>
8: somehow. <laughs> Basically we've written our own Christmas list
4: for for Santa
8: (laughs) and we're hoping that our partners are listening and friends and family are listening. Yeah, totally.
4: And then our last topic was a more rambly one but we started off by looking at Christmas markets and selling at them and whether they were a venture for us Mm. uh, or not.
1: Yeah, and we kind of ended up really looking at how to make some decisions about whether you do actually sell at the Christmas market and how to ensure that you get value out of where you're putting your energies so in terms mm. of reaching your customer so uh, enjoy the podcast your collective
6: Girl collective <laughs>
4: Um, it's always that awkward thing, but there are many podcasts I listen to, they don't really know how to start, um, so we can just get cracking.
1: Yeah, we could. I really like the, um I can never remember what they're called, is it the Reluctant Feminist? I want to call them Reluctant
0: Feminists. The Guilty, guilty, guilty Feminists. Feminist and
1: they always do that, um,
8: I'm a feminist, but yeah. thing. Yeah, I love that. And I was thinking about that, like, I'm an artist, but... <laughs> i was just thinking there is no but with, yeah. with that because uh, being an artist gives you the excuse actually to do whatever you like i'm an artist and
5: <laughs> that's it that, maybe that's what we do
1: i'm an artist and my entire house is full of artist supplies
4: <laughs> definitely definitely other um Adam Buxton's podcast, he's sneaky and puts the microphone on before they started. Yeah. The amount of times um, that, like, his guest will be like, have you started recording? And he'll be like, yeah! yeah. <laughs> and it's ten minutes in, and I'm like, nice,
16: good work. <laughs> I like that sound of making tea yeah, and just
8: totally. having a little chat. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: So it's, it's what date is it? Early December. Mm. Um, we've just gone past... Um, the American tradition of uh, Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Black
11: Friday. (laughs) Um,
4: Which I'm I'm pretty sure everybody knows what Black Friday is, the amount of advertisement I have seen and heard. Um, Come straight to your inbox. uh, Yeah, inbox, radio, uh, online, TV, stores, everywhere. So uh, if you don't know what Black Friday is... How? I, I, I amaze your skills. <laughs>
11: yeah.
1: It's <laughs> true. And uh, year on year, it's it's expanded and expanded, mm. isn't it? Mm. So it used to be about electrical goods yeah. and, um, you know, there were all those scenes outside Curry's, um, which no longer exists anymore, interestingly. Um,
4: Curry slash PC World. They yeah, kind of merged it together, to yeah. hope, together. But, Yeah.
1: But, you know, people yeah. leaping yeah, over each other thing. to yeah, get yeah, to yeah. huge TVs that look ridiculous in their tiny yeah. little houses. <laughs> um, and, yeah. So what do you think about Black Friday in terms of your own small business? Because I think that there is a real uh, impact on mm. small businesses, artists, businesses, uh, makers, artisans. How do you feel about the... This overwhelming
2: crush mm. of sale, sale, discounts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, generally, I've tried to ignore it, <laughs> <laughs> and I've done that quite successfully, I think. <laughs> Although this this year, it started creeping into. Um, so I sell on on Etsy, and it started mm. creeping into Etsy. Going, join our sale, join our Black Friday sale. You know, sell some of your stuff at discount and on Etsy I don't know how people do that because they're a lot of them already underselling themselves quite yeah totally, quite in a big way so um yeah I I I agree with a lot of what I see when people are talking about boycotting it in favor of shopping independent um I'm not obviously if if there's something I want and it's in the sale, I will buy it. But personally, in terms of my own business, I, I don't join in. I just no, because mm. no. I can't. I can't sell my stuff for any cheaper. I already feel the pressure of selling it at um, a price point that it's is probably undervalued because just generally it's difficult to sell stuff <laughs> mm. which
1: yeah. i think there's a real issue around how people value handmade crafted work whether it's art or artisanal mm-hmm. or food mm. um or furniture or whatever it is jewelry yeah and the, there's so much that is very ultra cheap and mass produced, yeah. where uh, and large companies can heavily discount. And the reason they can heavily discount, they're still making a profit uh, because they the prices are inflated to to start with. And I think that that consumers have an expectation of value for money, which has been completely skewed by those big companies heavily discounting so then we create this culture around black friday and cyber monday that we then are being sucked into
7: yeah
1: uh, because etsy make no mistake is a big business Mm. and it um, works for them for their Uh, people who are on Etsy to discount because then they are making more money Mm. they're still taking they're still
2: taking the same fees they're
1: they're not discounting they're not heavily discounting by 60 percent um which was one of the emails that they sent out where they were you know they were encouraging Mm. they were you they were bandying that figure about Mm. Not no not necessarily telling you. But that's a massive, it is a, yeah, it is a massive uh, cut into um your profit yeah. with yeah, no equivalency on Etsy's side to give you sixty percent discount on the amount that they're taking yeah out of your sales. So so this culture's been created. And we have to figure out, artists have, oh. and makers have to figure out where to sit. Um, and there's lots of people, the backlashes don't engage. And um, I read a couple of um, counters to that, and I, which I, and I thought they were really valid. Um, encouraging people to, if you want to, push... Black Friday away, and you don't want to get involved in that. Then why not use that as an opportunity to go and seek out your local sellers and makers and artists, and buy something from them—something of value, something that's been crafted, where you actually eyeball the person who's made it. You can you come away with a piece that has meaning Mm. and that you're that's unique that you have chosen, and the value of that. Is huge. Buy less,
18: mm. pay a bit more. Yeah, maybe.
1: <laughs> and um, uh, but give uh, but give something give something of value. And I think that we can engage at that point.
11: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so we we have to we have to sell our work. We need to sell our work across. <laughs> black friday and cyber monday because these are key buying yeah. you know key those buying nine... dates of course yeah. they are absolutely so we have to figure out a way of uh subverting mm. black friday cyber monday to our own advantage we're artists for heaven's sake and that's exactly we that's what we should be doing we're subversives we should be the ones leading the charge yeah. we should be the ones providing the alternative and um And engaging with our customers. And that's the other thing I wanted to say about that as well. Is if you understand who your customer is and where they hang out and where they play and how they like to buy and who they like to buy from. The likelihood is that there isn't a huge percentage of your customers that are spending all their dollar in Black Friday sales. Mm i'm not sure that that's the same profile i don't know how much of a crossover there you know there there is exactly as as you said emily if you were going to be buying a big tv this year then you might wait for black friday so that you would get a deal if the deal is legitimate because there's some question about that fair enough um but but the, this sort of this sort of ravening consumerism that Black Friday and Cyber Monday promotes, and the behaviour of people around that mm. as well, um, I find really distasteful and shocking. And I really don't yeah. want to get involved. I, Espe- I,
2: especially in a in a time where we're being told not to give in to consumerism because we need to take care of this planet. Mm. <laughs> And that um mass produced goods that are bought for cheap and thrown away easily is you know it's old hat we shouldn 't be doing that sort of behavior
1: um, yeah yeah, I think that 's it, and I, that, I think that 's it is like if you 're cool and if you 're really switched on, then constantly buying the latest newest thing, updating it is really. Yeah. It's really uncomfortable. Mm. Buying, yeah, plastic tat it's that's gonna end up in landfill. What Mm. about buying a beautiful piece of jewellery that will then be handed on to somebody else, you know, that's Mm. uh, that you know, that that actually uh, has worth and and and, and is crafted and that you and that you wear and that, you know, you're Niece or your nephew or your son or whoever, mm. you know, wears down the li- somewhere down the line. What about doing that? Mm. What about buying a piece of art that stays on your wall and then gets, you know, handed, at the very least, <laughs> shredded up for fire to put on the fire, you <laughs> know, in, in, in a completely
17: environmentally yeah. friendly way. I thought you meant in the apocalypse. <laughs>
16: the end of the world yeah. we'll all have these things that we can burn it's yeah,
4: okay. yeah. <laughs> I do think it's that the attitudes isn't it that I struggle with and I think also for for someone who's like a fledgling in terms of creating for then uh, purchase for other, for other others um being able to um leisurely put things up on online for sale Um, and I had every you know every notion to want to do that Um, but then as consumerism uh, Friday came came closer and closer I just got more and more stubborn I felt myself kind of going no I don't even want to take pictures of what I've created Mm. because I don't want to be responsible for putting them up even if I wasn't going to enter into a sale
19: that's in terms Yeah,
4: I just was, and and it, it it just frustrated me in terms of I didn't want to be part of that machine. We, and it annoyed we me. do sort of sit on this um,
2: s- sit on this line, don't we? Because mm. like we use acrylics in our artwork, and you use resin with yeah. your, and you know, th- <clears throat> although we don't we try not to we try to waste as little as possible mm. there are, like I, it's definitely crossed my mind before I'm like I'm trying to produce artwork but also be very mindful of that mm. of using the right sorts of materials and uh, not wasting you know materials mm. and there's definitely it's quite a difficult line to balance sometimes
20: yeah
2: Um, And in terms of like, to a certain extent, my my stuff in particular, I sometimes think is quite frivolous. If you're going to buy it, it's like it's not something useful necessarily. It's a nice piece of art. So, Mm. um, yeah, it's it's almost like treading that line. Mm. We we have we have quite I've got quite strong opinions about consumerism, and I'm quite minimalist. And to I have to really love something to have Mm. it in my life and have it in my home um and yet i'm like asking people to buy my stuff <laughs> buy my stuff too <laughs> it's a strange like what dichotomy we're
4: is, what we're asking is people to say do if you love mm. this that i've created then you can have it yeah it obviously comes as a transaction yeah but it, you're asking we're inviting people to be uh passionate about mm. what we've created that's and if true. they like it then that's fantastic um and I guess that's the difference between us and huge brands that have high street sales mm. or online boosts. And I guess that's where the frustration of of market sellers, um, you know, it's not it, on the high street yeah. and, and Etsy and all it's the
15: see- others that are it's on there. It's seeing
2: that sort of mindless buying yeah. when you're sat there going, "But I've got, I've got something that is meaningful, yeah, yeah. and I want." you to buy that instead <laughs> uh,
1: i think yeah i think we are at the risk of in some ways overthinking it mm. for me and you know i'm a bit more hardline about some of this stuff we uh, make and create products and we put a lot of our heart and soul and creativity into those and we are attempting to make a living and that's all we're asking to do is make a living. Yeah. We're not asking to make okay. massive profits we're not asking you know we're not um we don't have shareholders to keep happy and it's the it's the greed of the shareholders <coughs> that that drives these huge um, big sale this big sale culture but it what it but what it is doing is it's educating consumers into believing that they should always have available to them something for very little. They So they have very little sense of the value or the cost of what it is they're buying. The cost in terms of child labour, the cost in terms of forests, the cost in terms of the environment, the cost in terms of stuff going into landfill, the cost in terms of, um, you know, and on and on it goes. Pick an industry, any yeah. industry. I suppose
2: we're not really comparable in that sense. No,
1: so I think, yeah, mm. don't over, um, you know, analyse that. Yeah, absolutely, be mindful of not wasting things. Absolutely, be mindful of recycling. I all the pay. If I cut down a print, I've come home with all the bits of paper. They'll be used in something. I'm not quite sure what yet, but they will be something. They'll be printed on and woven into a a different piece um, eventually. And I keep in. I keep all of the uh, scraps from sewing. I keep all of the cottons from sewing, and I um, I create a new fabric with it. Um, It has to be you know sort of like a there's a couple of things that you can do it to create new and interesting um fabric with it the point is i don't chuck all of that mm, out mm. and i i'm I'm, try, I'm trying my best to <coughs> we um to 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 make work and to and to limit the impact the environmental impact that i that i have uh, i'm a I'm a printer, and the fact of the matter is that's a very water-heavy. Mm. Uh, but it amazes me. Um, there's small things that you can do by, like not leaving the tap running while when you're cleaning something. <laughs> it's really yeah. simple. Yeah. Use a sponge. Boom, done. Don't need the water on. But people are people still do it. I see it happening in the studio all, all, all the time. There's lots of small ways that you can do that. But that's not the issue. We have to sell. Mm. We are selling in an environment where Black Friday and Cyber Monday happens. We find it, a lot of people find it, incredibly counterproductive Mm. and distasteful. And the thing that, from the political side of it for me, is the training of consumers to behave in a way that is absolutely counter to all of the major drives that we have. Um, of the day which is about protecting our environment and mm. and, and, and limiting mm. um, the, limiting what we buy and where artists then have a role is right alright if you decide that you're not going to be buying every little tchotchke that comes your way and that you're actually going to have something that is of value then go and buy locally find the artists to you locally and buy something Buy something incredible. Buy Absolutely. something beautiful. Buy something that has meaning, and spend your money that way. And that piece will stay with you, and it won't end up in a tip, mm. um, you know. And, it, and
15: as you say,
1: or else it'll, you know, go up and smoke when the apocalypse comes, or uh, <laughs>
21: we'll make <yeah>. a raft. <laughs> no, what would you make? no, that's not. <laughs>
6: Good collection.
4: of uh, Girl Collective Podcast. Um, we are doing our intro at the end so that we can talk about what we've just been talking about. Uh, but my name is Fiona Williams and um, I am a jewellery maker, designer um, of resin jewellery uh, for Call Me Fee. Um, who wants to introduce themselves next? I'll go
1: next.
8: <laughs> Hello. <laughs>
1: My name is Louise David uh, my brand is Luli Loves. I'm a printmaker, designer, fabric designer and maker.
2: Uh, and I'm Emily Taylor, Emily J. Taylor if you want to search for me. Um, I'm a character designer and illustrator and my brand is So You can find me on Instagram at Egypt, which is E-J-I-T-S. <laughs> I don't know if
4: we should keep this in. That was, we were going to say that at the end as well. Oh, <laughs> we're going to keep it in, though. I like it. Anyway, um, so <laughs> um, oh dear, we we regularly get together. Um, we have been in for quite a few years in terms of encouraging each other. We make very different things, so it means that we can be very honest with each other about how our journey is going. Give great opinions on terms of what we've been, what we show each other a bit of a show and tell, sob, celebrate, excitement. Um, oh, oh, I sob. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we've decided to uh, to break this into into the world and see if anyone else wants to, to join us in, in listening to what we've got to say. Um, so today we've been looking at Black Friday yeah. and all the joys... And that's a lot of me coughing. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, we've got some sickness in the room, yeah.
14: so... Uh, Sorry about
4: that. <laughs> I'm going to try and edit it out, but if, if there's still some in there, that's it's probably some of us mm. at one point. Um, then we went to...
8: Christmas lists. Christmas lists. We've built uh, some extremely good and useful Christmas lists for artists.
4: Yeah, and how to, how to support your fellow artists
8: <laughs> somehow. <laughs> Basically we've written our own Christmas list for for Santa (laughs) and we're hoping that our partners are listening and friends and family are listening. Yeah, totally.
4: And then our last topic was a more rambly one but we started off by looking at Christmas markets and selling at them and whether they were a venture for us Mm. or not.
1: Yeah, and we kind of ended up really looking at how to make some decisions about whether you do actually sell at a Christmas market, and how to ensure that you get value out of where you're putting your energies so in terms yeah. of reaching your customer. So uh, enjoy the podcast. Go
6: Collective. Go Collective. Yeah.
4: Um, it's always that awkward thing, but there are many podcasts I listen to, they don't really know how to start, um, so we can just get cracking.
1: Yeah, we could. I really like the, um I can never remember what they're called, is it the Reluctant Feminist? I want to call them Reluctant Feminists. The, the Guilty, guilty Feminists. And they always do that, um,
8: I'm a feminist, but yeah. thing. Yeah, I love that. And I was thinking about that, like, I'm an artist, but... <laughs> i was just thinking <laughs> there is no but with, yeah. with that because uh, being an artist gives you the excuse actually to do whatever you like i'm an artist and
5: <laughs> that's it that, maybe that's what we do
1: i'm an artist and my entire house is full of artist supplies
4: <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely other um Adam Buxton's podcast. He's sneaky and puts the microphone on before they started. Yeah. The amount of times um, that, like, his guest will be like, have you started recording," and he'll be like, "Yeah."
11: yeah. <laughs> and it's ten minutes in. I'm like, nice,
16: good work. <laughs> I like that sounds of making tea. Yeah, and just
8: totally. having a little chat. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
5: yeah.
4: <laughs> so it's it's what date is it? Early December. Mm. Um, we've just gone past. Um, the American tradition of uh, Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Black
22: Friday.
11: (laughs) Um,
4: Which I'm I'm pretty sure everybody knows what Black Friday is, the amount of advertisement I have seen and heard. Um,
2: Come straight to your
4: inbox. Yeah, (laughs) inbox, radio, uh, online, TV, stores, everywhere. So uh, if you don't know what Black Friday is how i i, I amaze your skills <laughs>
11: yeah
1: it's <laughs> true and uh, year on year it's it's expanded and expanded mm. isn't it so mm. it used to be about electrical goods yeah. and um you know there were all those scenes outside Currys, um which no longer exists anymore interestingly um
4: curry slash pc world yeah they kind of merged it together to yeah. hope together but yeah
1: but, you know, people yeah. leaping yeah, that over sale each other to get yeah, to yeah. huge TVs that look ridiculous in their tiny yeah. little houses. <laughs> um, and, yeah. So what do you think about Black Friday in terms of your own small business? Because I think that there is a real uh, impact on mm. small businesses, artist businesses, uh, makers, artisans. How do you feel about the this overwhelming
2: crush mm. of sale, sale, discount, sale. Yeah. <laughs> uh, generally, I've tried to ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> and I've done that quite successfully, I think. <laughs> Although this this year it started creeping into... Um, so I sell on on Etsy, and it started mm. creeping into Etsy going, join our sale, join our Black Friday sale, you know, sell some of your stuff at discount and on Etsy I don't know how people do that because they're a lot of them already underselling themselves quite yeah totally quite in a big way so um yeah I I I agree with a lot of what I see when people are talking about boycotting it in favor of shopping independent um I'm not obviously if if there's something I want and it's in the sale, I will buy it. But personally, in terms of my own business, I, I don't join in. I just no, because mm. no. I can't. I can't sell my stuff for any cheaper. I already feel the pressure of selling it at um, a price point that it's is probably undervalued because just generally it's difficult to sell
1: stuff <laughs> mm. oh. which yeah. I think there's a real issue around how people value handmade crafted work whether it's art or artisanal mm. or food mm. um, or furniture or whatever it is jewelry yeah. that there's so much that is very ultra cheap and mass produced yeah. where uh, and large companies can heavily discount and the reason they can heavily discount they 're still making a profit uh, because the prices are inflated to, to start with and I think that that consumers have an expectation of value for money mm-hmm. which has been completely skewed by those big companies heavily discounting so then we create this culture around black friday and cyber monday that we then are being sucked into yeah uh, because etsy make no mistake is a big business Mm -hmm. and it um, works for them for their uh, people who are on Etsy to discount because then they are making more money. Mm. They're still taking. They're
2: still taking the same okay, fees. They're, still taking, yeah.
1: they're not discounting. No. They're not heavily discounting by sixty percent, mm. um, which was one of the emails that they sent out where they were, you know, they were encouraging. Yeah. They were use, They were bandying that figure about. Mm. Not, no, not necessarily a telling thing, you, but that's a massive, it is a, it is a massive uh, cut into um, your profit yeah. with yeah, no equivalency on Etsy's side to give you 60% discount on the amount that they're taking yeah. out of your sales. So, so this culture's been created and we have to figure out, artists have, oh. and makers have to figure out Where to sit, Um, and there's lots of people. The backlashes don't engage, and um, I read a couple of um, counters to that, and I, which and I felt they were really valid, Um, encouraging people to, if you want to push Black Friday away, and you don't want to get involved in that then why not use that as an opportunity to go and seek out your local sellers and yeah. makers and artists and buy something from them, something of value, something that's been crafted where you actually eyeball the person who's made it. You, can, you come away with a piece that has meaning mm. and that you're cho- that's unique that you okay. have chosen and the value of that is huge. Buy less. Mm. Pay a bit more yeah maybe <laughs> and um, uh, but give uh, but give something give something of value, and I think that we can engage at that point mm-hmm. uh, so we we have to we have to sell our work, we need to sell our work across. <laughs> black friday and cyber monday because these are key buying you know key buying dates of course they are absolutely so we have to figure out a way of uh subverting Mm. black friday cyber monday to our own advantage we're artists for heaven's sake and that's exactly we that's what we should be doing we're subversives we should be the ones leading the charge we should be the ones providing the alternative and um and engaging with our customers and that's the other thing i wanted to say about that as well is if you understand who your customer is and where they hang out and where they play and how they like to buy and who they like to buy from the likelihood is that there isn't a huge percentage of your customers that are spending all their dollar in black friday sales mm i'm not sure that that's the same profile i don't know how much of a crossover there you know there there is exactly as as you said emily if you were going to be buying a big tv this year then you might wait for black friday so that you would get a deal if the deal is legitimate because there's some question about that fair enough um but but the, this sort of this sort of ravening consumerism that Black Friday and Cyber Monday promotes, and the behaviour of people around that mm. as well, um, I find really distasteful and shocking. And I really don't yeah. want to get involved. I, Espe- I,
2: especially in a in a time where we're being told not to give in to consumerism because we need to take care of this planet. Mm. <laughs> and The um, mass-produced goods that are bought for cheap and thrown away easily is, you know, it's old hat. We shouldn't be doing that sort of behaviour. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that's it. And I, that, I think that's it is like if you're cool and if you're really switched on, then constantly buying the latest, newest thing, updating it is really yeah it's really uncomfortable mm. buying yeah plastic tat it's that's gonna end up in landfill what mm. about buying a beautiful piece of jewelry that will then be handed on to somebody else you know that's oh, uh, that, you know that, 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 that actually bad, yeah. has worth and and, and, and is crafting yeah. and that you and that you wear and that you know you're Niece or your nephew or your son or whoever, mm. you know, wears down the li- somewhere down the line. What about doing that? Mm. What about buying a piece of art that stays on your wall and then gets, you know, at the very least, <laughs> shredded up for fire to put on the fire, you <laughs> know, in, in, in a completely
17: environmentally yeah. friendly way. I thought you meant in the apocalypse. <laughs>
16: At the end of the world, yeah. we we'll all have these things that we can burn. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I do think
4: it's that the attitudes, isn't it, that I struggle with, and I think also for for someone who's like a fledgling in terms of creating for then uh, purchase for for other others, um, being able to. Um, leisurely put things up on online for sale Um, and I had every you know every notion to want to do that Um, but then as consumerism uh, Friday came came closer and closer I just got more and more stubborn I felt myself kind of going no I don't even want to take pictures of what I've created Mm. because I don't want to be responsible for putting them up even if I wasn't going to enter into a sale
19: Yeah,
4: I just was, and and it 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 just frustrated me in terms of I didn't want to be part of that machine. We do sort of sit on this
2: um, sit on this line, don't we? Because Mm. like we use acrylics in our artwork, and you use resin with your, and you know, although we don't we try not to we try to waste as little as possible mm. There, are, like I, it's definitely crossed my mind before i'm like i'm trying to produce artwork but also be very mindful of that mm. of using the right sorts of materials and uh, not wasting you know materials mm. and there's definitely it's quite a difficult line to balance sometimes yeah um and in terms of like, w- to a certain extent, my my stuff in particular, I sometimes think is quite frivolous. If you're going to buy it, it's like it's not something useful necessarily. It's a nice piece of art. So, mm.
11: um,
2: <clears throat> yeah, it's it's almost like treading that line. Mm. We we have we have quite like, I've got quite strong opinions about consumerism, and I'm quite minimalist. And to I have to really love something to have yeah. it in my life and have it in my home um and yet i'm like asking people to buy my stuff <laughs> buy my stuff too <laughs> it's a strange like what dichotomy we're
4: is, what we're asking is people to say do if you love
18: mm. this
4: that i've created then you can have it yeah it obviously comes as a transaction yeah but it, you're asking we're inviting people to be uh passionate about mm. what we've created that's and if true. they like it then that's fantastic um and I guess that's the difference between us and huge brands that have high street sales mm. or online boosts. And I guess that's where the frustration of of market sellers, um, you know, it's not it, on the high street yeah. and, and Etsy and it's all the see- others that are on there. It's seeing
2: that sort of mindless buying yeah. when you're sat there going, "But I've got, I've got something that is meaningful, yeah, yeah. and I want." you to buy that instead (laughs) Uh,
1: i think yeah i think we are at the risk of in some ways overthinking it Mm. for me and you know i'm a bit more hardline about some of this stuff we uh, make and create products and we put a lot of our heart and soul and creativity into those and we are attempting to make a living and that's all we're asking to do is make a living we're yeah. not asking to make <coughs> massive profits we're not asking you know we're not um, we don't have shareholders to keep happy and it's the it's the greed of the shareholders <coughs> that that drives these huge um, big sale this big sale culture but it what it what it is doing is it's educating consumers into believing that they should always have available to them something for very little. They So they have very little sense of the value or the cost of what it is they're buying. The cost in terms of child labour, the cost in terms of forests, the cost in terms of the environment, the cost in terms of stuff going into landfill, the cost in terms of, um, you know, And on and on it goes. Pick an industry, any industry. I suppose
2: we're not really comparable in that sense. No.
1: So I think, yeah, Mm. don't over um you know, analyze that. Yeah. Absolutely be mindful of not wasting things. Absolutely be mindful of recycling. I all the pay if I cut down a print I've come home with all the bits of paper. They'll be used in something. I'm not quite sure what yet, but they will be something. They'll be printed on and woven into a a different piece um, eventually. And I keep in. I keep all of the uh, scraps from sewing. I keep all of the cottons from sewing, and I um, I create a new fabric with it. Um, It has to be you know sort of like a there's a couple of things that you can do it to create new and interesting um fabric with it the point is i don't chuck all of that mm, out mm. and i i'm I'm, try, I'm trying my best to <coughs> we um to 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 make work and to and to limit the impact the environmental impact that i that i have uh, i'm a I'm a printer, and the fact of the matter is that's a very water-heavy. Mm. Uh, but it amazes me. Um, there's small things that you can do by, like not leaving the tap running while when you're cleaning something. <laughs> it's really yeah. simple. Yeah. Use a sponge. Boom, done. Don't need the water on. But people are people still do it. I see it happening in the studio all, all, all the time. There's lots of small ways that you can do that. But that's not the issue. We have to sell. Mm. We are selling in an environment where Black Friday and Cyber Monday happens. We find it, a lot of people find it, incredibly counterproductive Mm. and distasteful. And the thing that, from the political side of it for me, is the training of consumers to behave in a way that is absolutely counter to all of the major drives that we have. Um, of the day which is about protecting our environment and mm. and, and, and limiting mm. um, the, limiting what we buy and where artists then have a role is right. alright if you decide that you're not going to be buying every little tchotchke that comes your way and that you're actually going to have something that is of value then go and buy locally find the artists to you locally and buy something Buy something incredible. Buy something beautiful. Buy something that has meaning, and spend your money that way. And that piece will stay with you, and it won't end up in a tip, Mm. um, you know. And and
15: as you say,
1: or else it'll you know go up in smoke when the apocalypse comes, uh, (laughs) (laughs) or make a raft. (laughs) No,
21: no, that's not.
6: Girl collective. Girl collective. Girl collective. Girl collective. Girl collective.
4: Episode of uh, Girl Collective Podcast. Um, we are doing our intro at the end so that we can talk about what we've just been talking about. Uh, but my name is Fiona Williams and um, I am a jewellery maker, designer um, of resin jewellery uh, for Call Me Fee. Um, who wants to introduce themselves next?
8: I'll go next. <laughs> Hello.
1: <laughs> My name is Louise David uh, my brand is Luli Loves I'm a printmaker designer fabric designer and maker
2: uh, and I'm Emily Taylor Emily J Taylor if you want to search for me um, I'm a character designer and illustrator and my brand is Ejits, you can find me on Instagram at Ejits which is E J I T S. <laughs>
4: I don't know if we should keep this in. That was—we were going to say that at the end as well. <laughs> oh. We're going to keep it in, though. I like it. Anyway, oh. Um, so <laughs> um, oh dear, we we regularly get together. Um, we have been doing it for quite a few years in terms of encouraging each other. We make very different things, so it means that we can be very honest with each other about how our journey is going. Give great opinions on terms of what we've been, what we show each other. It's a bit of a show and tell. Sob, celebrate, excitement. Um, oh, oh I sob. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we've decided to uh, to break this into into the world and see if anyone else wants to to join us in, in listening to what we've got to say. Um, so today we've been looking at Black Friday. Yeah, and all the joys. And there's and a lot of me coughing. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, we've got some sickness in the room, yeah. so...
14: Uh, Sorry about
4: that. <laughs> I'm going to try and edit it out, but if, if there's still some in there, that's it's probably some of us mm. at one point. Um, then we went
8: to... Christmas lists. Christmas lists. We've built uh, some extremely good and useful Christmas lists for artists.
4: Yeah, and how to, how to support your fellow artists
8: <laughs> somehow. <laughs> Basically we've written our own Christmas list
4: for for Santa
8: and we're hoping that our partners are listening and friends and family are listening. Yeah, totally.
4: And then our last topic was a more rambly one but we started off by looking at Christmas markets and selling at them and whether they were a venture for us Mm. or not.
1: Yeah, and we kind of ended up really looking at how to make some decisions about whether you do actually sell at a Christmas market and how to ensure that you get value out of where you're putting your energies so in terms mm. of reaching the customer so uh, enjoy the podcast your collective
6: your collective yes.
4: Um, it's always that awkward thing, but there are many podcasts I listen to, they don't really know how to start, um, so we can just get cracking.
1: Yeah, we could. I really like that, um, I can never remember what they're called, is it the Reluctant Feminist? I want to call them Reluctant Feminists. The, the Guilty, guilty Feminist. And they always do that, um, I'm a feminist, but yeah.
0: thing. Yeah, I love that. And
1: I was thinking about that, like, I'm
8: an artist, but... <laughs> i was just thinking <laughs> there is no but with, yeah. with that because uh, being an artist gives you the excuse actually to do whatever you like i'm an artist
5: and <laughs> that's it that, maybe that's what we do
1: i'm an artist and my entire house is full of artist supplies
4: <laughs> definitely definitely other um Adam Buxton's podcast, he's sneaky and puts the microphone on before they started. Yeah. The amount of times um, that, like, his guest will be like, have you started recording? And he'll be like, yeah! yeah. <laughs> and it's ten
11: minutes in, and I'm like, nice,
16: good work. <laughs> I like that sound of making tea yeah, and just
8: having a little a chat. Little yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: So it's, it's what date is it? Early December. Mm. Um, we've just gone past... Um, the American tradition of uh, Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Black
11: Friday. (laughs) Um,
4: Which I'm I'm pretty sure everybody knows what Black Friday is, the amount of advertisement I have seen and heard. Um, Come straight to your inbox. uh, Yeah, (laughs) inbox, radio, uh, online, TV, stores, everywhere. So uh, if you don't know what Black Friday is... How? And I I, I amaze your skills. It's <laughs>
11: <Yeah.
1: laughs> true. And year on year it's it's expanded and expanded, mm. hasn't it? So mm. it used to be about electrical goods and yeah. um, you know, there were all those scenes outside Curry's um which no longer exists anymore, interestingly. Um
4: Curry slash PC Worlds yeah, kind of merged and, it together to yeah. hope together. But yeah.
1: But, you know, people yeah. leaping yeah, over each other thing. to yeah, get to yeah. huge TVs that look ridiculous in their tiny yeah. little houses. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so what do you think about Black Friday in terms of your own small business? Because I think that there is a real uh, impact on mm. small businesses, artist businesses, uh, makers, artisans. How do you feel about that? this overwhelming
2: crush mm. of sale, sale, discounts, sale. Yeah. <laughs> uh, generally, I've tried to ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> and I've done that quite successfully, I think. <laughs> Although this this year it started creeping into... Um, so I sell on on Etsy, and it started mm. creeping into Etsy, going, join our sale, join our Black Friday sell, you know, sell some of your stuff at discount. And on Etsy, I don't know how people do that 'cause they're a lot of them are already underselling themselves quite yeah, totally. Qu- quite in a big way. So um yeah, I, d- I, I agree with a lot of what I see when people are talking about boycotting it in favour of shopping independent. Um I'm not obviously if if there's something I want and it's in the sale, I will buy it. But personally, in terms of my own business, I, I don't join in. i just no, because mm. no. I can't. I can't sell my stuff for any cheaper. I already feel the pressure of selling it at um, a price point that it's is probably undervalued because just generally it's difficult to sell
1: stuff (laughs) Mm. which i think there's a real issue around how people value handmade crafted work whether it's art or artisanal Mm -hmm. or food Mm. um or furniture or whatever it is jewelry yeah that there's so much that is very ultra cheap and mass produced, yeah. where uh, and large companies can heavily discount. And the reason they can heavily discount, they're still making a profit uh, because they the prices are inflated to to start with. And I think that that consumers have an expectation of value for money, mm-hmm. which has been completely skewed by those big companies heavily discounting so then we create this culture around black friday and cyber monday that we then are being sucked into yeah uh, because etsy make no mistake is a big business Mm. and it um, works for them for their uh, people who are on etsy to discount because then they are making more money mm. they're still taking they're still
2: taking the same okay, fees are they're they're taking yeah.
1: they're not discounting no. they're not heavily discounting by sixty percent mm. um which was one of the emails that they sent out where they were you know they were encouraging yeah. they were you they were bandying that figure about mm. not they're not necessarily That's telling you, you. That. but that same Massive, it is a, yeah, it's a massive uh, cut. cut into um, your profit yeah. with yeah, no equivalency on Etsy's side to give you 60% discount on the amount that they're taking yeah. out of your sales so, so this culture's been created and we have to figure out artists have, oh. and makers have to figure out where to sit um, and there's lots of people the backlashes don 't engage, and um, I read a couple of um, counters to that and I, which I, and I thought they were really valid um, encouraging people to if you want to push Black Friday away and you don 't want to get involved in that then why not use that as an opportunity to go and seek out your local sellers and yeah. makers and artists and buy something from them, something of value, something that's been crafted, where you actually eyeball the person who's made it. You, can, you come away with a piece that has meaning mm. and that you're cho- that's unique, that you oh. have chosen. And the value of that is huge. Buy less. Mm. pay a bit more yeah maybe <laughs> and um uh, but give uh, but give something give something of value and i think that we can engage at that point
11: mm-hmm.
1: uh, so we we have to we have to sell our work we need to sell our work across <laughs> black friday and cyber monday because these are key buying you know key buying dates of course they are absolutely so we have to figure out a way of uh subverting Mm. black friday cyber monday to our own advantage we're artists for heaven's sake and that's exactly we that's what we should be doing we're subversives we should be the ones leading the charge we should be the ones providing the alternative and um and engaging with our customers and that's the other thing i wanted to say about that as well is if you understand who your customer is and where they hang out and where they play and how they like to buy and who they like to buy from the likelihood is that there isn't a huge percentage of your customers that are spending all their dollar in black friday sales mm. I'm not sure that that's the same profile, I don't know wow. how much of a crossover there you know, there, there is, exactly as, as you said Emily if you were going to be buying a big TV this year, then you might wait yeah. for Black Friday yeah. so that you would get a deal if the deal is legitimate, because there's some question about that fair enough um, but but the, this sort of this sort of ravening consumerism that Black Friday and Cyber Monday promotes, and the behaviour of people around that mm. as well, um, I find really distasteful and shocking. And I really don't yeah. want to get involved. I, Espe- I,
2: especially in a in a time where we're being told not to give in to consumerism because we need to take care of this planet. Mm. <laughs> and that um, mass-produced goods that are bought for cheap and thrown away easily is, you know, it's old hat. We shouldn't be doing that sort of behaviour.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's it, and I, that, I think that's it is like If you're cool, and if you're really switched on, then constantly buying the latest, newest thing, updating, it is really... Yeah it's really uncomfortable Mm. buying yeah plastic tat it's that's gonna end up in landfill what Mm. about buying a beautiful piece of jewelry that will then be handed on to somebody else you know that's Mm. uh, that you know that that actually has worth and and and, and is crafting yeah and and that you wear and that you know you're Niece or your nephew or your son or whoever, mm. you know, wears down the li- somewhere down the line. What about doing that? Mm. What about buying a piece of art that stays on your wall and then gets, you know, and at the very least, <laughs> shredded up for fire to put on the fire, you <laughs> know, in, in, in a completely
17: environmentally yeah. friendly way. I thought you meant in the apocalypse. <laughs>
16: At the end of the world, yeah. we'll all have these things that we can burn. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I do think
4: it's that the attitudes, isn't it, that I struggle with, and I think also for for someone who's like a fledgling in terms of creating, for then uh, purchase for for other others, um, being able to. Um, leisurely put things up on online for sale um and I had every you know every notion to want to do that um but then as consumerism uh, Friday came came closer and closer I just got more and more stubborn I felt myself kind of going no I don't even want to take pictures of what I've created Mm. because I don't want to be responsible for putting them up even if I wasn't going to enter into a sale Yeah, I just was, and and it 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 just frustrated me in terms of I didn't want to be part of that machine.
13: Mm
4: -hmm. We do sort of sit on
2: this um, sit on this line, don't we? Because Mm. like we use acrylics in our artwork, and you use resin with your, and you know, although we don't we try not to we try to waste as little as possible mm. there are, like I, it's definitely crossed my mind before I'm like I'm trying to produce artwork but also be very mindful of that mm. of using the right sorts of materials and uh, not wasting you know materials mm. and there's definitely it's quite a difficult line to balance sometimes
20: yeah
2: where, um and, in terms of like w- to a certain extent my my stuff in particular, I sometimes think is quite frivolous if you're going to buy it it's like it's not something useful necessarily it's a nice piece of art so mm.
11: um
2: <clears throat> yeah it's it's almost like treading that line mm. we we have we have quite like, I've got quite strong opinions about consumerism and I'm quite minimalist and to I have to really love something to have mm. it in my life and have it in my home. Um, and yet I'm like asking people to buy my stuff, <laughs> buy my stuff too. <laughs> it's a strange, like what dichotomy.
4: We're is, what we're asking is people to say, Do, if you love
18: mm. this
4: that I've created, then you can have it. Yeah. It obviously comes as a transaction. Yeah. But it, you're asking, we're inviting people to be uh, passionate about mm. what we've created. That's and if true. they like it, then that's fantastic. Um, and I guess that's the difference between us and huge brands that have high street sales mm. or online boosts. And I guess that's where the frustration of of market sellers, um, you know, it's not it, on the high street yeah. and, and Etsy and it's all the see- others that are on there. It's seeing
2: that sort of mindless buying yeah. when you're sat there going, but I've got I've got something that is meaningful, yeah, yeah. and I want you to buy that instead <laughs> uh,
1: i think yeah i think we are at the risk of in some ways overthinking it mm-hmm. for me and you know i'm a bit more hardline about some of this stuff we uh, make and create products and we put a lot of our heart and soul and creativity into those and we are attempting to make a living and that's all we're asking to do is make a living we're yeah. not asking to make <coughs> massive profits we're not asking you know we're not um, we don't have shareholders to keep happy and it's the it's the greed of the shareholders <coughs> that that drives these huge um, big sale this big sale culture but it what it what it is doing is it's educating consumers into believing that they should always have available to them something for very little. So they have very little sense of the value or the cost of what it is they're buying. The cost in terms of child labour, the cost in terms of forests, the cost in terms of the environment, the cost in terms of stuff going into landfill, the cost in terms of, um, you know, and on and on it goes. Pick an industry and yeah. industry. I suppose
2: we're not really comparable in that sense. No.
1: So I think yeah, mm. don't over um you know, analyse that. Yeah. Absolutely be mindful of not wasting things. Absolutely be mindful of recycling. I all the pa if I cut down a print I've come home with all the bits of paper. They'll be used in something. I'm not quite sure what yet, but they will be something. They'll be printed on and woven into a a different piece um, eventually. And I keep in. I keep all of the uh, scraps from sewing. I keep all of the cottons from sewing, and I um, I create a new fabric with it. Um, It has to be you know sort of like a there's a couple of things that you can do it to create new and interesting um fabric with it the point is i don't chuck all of that mm, out mm. and i i'm I'm, try, I'm trying my best to <coughs> we um to 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 make work and to and to limit the impact the environmental impact that i that i have uh, i'm a I'm a printer and the fact of the matter is that's a very water heavy, Mm. uh, but it amazes me. Um, There's small things that you can do by like not leaving the tap running while when you're cleaning something. (laughs) It's really simple. Use a sponge, boom, done. Don't need the water on. But people are, people still do it. I see it happening in the studio all, all, all the time. There's lots of small ways that you can do that, but that's not the issue. We have to sell. Mm. We are selling in an environment where Black Friday and Cyber Monday happens. We find it, a lot of people find it, incredibly counterproductive Mm. and distasteful. And the thing that, from the political side of it for me, is the training of consumers to behave in a way that is absolutely counter to all of the major drives that we have. Um, of the day which is about protecting our environment and mm. and, and, and limiting mm. um, the, limiting what we buy and where artists then have a role is right alright if you decide that you're not going to be buying every little tchotchke that comes your way and that you're actually going to have something that is of value then go and buy locally find the artists to you locally and buy something Buy something incredible. Buy Absolutely. something beautiful. Buy something that has meaning, and spend your money that way. And that piece will stay with you, and it won't end up in a tip, mm. um, you know. And, it, and
15: as you say,
1: or else it'll you know go up and smoke when the apocalypse comes, and, uh, <laughs> we'll make a yeah. raft. No, <laughs> yeah.
21: no, that's not. <up>.
6: Girl collective. Girl collective. Girl collective. Girl collective. Girl collective.
4: of uh, Girl Collective Podcast. Um, We are doing our intro at the end so that we can talk about what we've just been talking about. Uh, But my name is Fiona Williams and um, I am a jewellery maker, designer um, of resin jewellery for Call Me Fee. Um, Who wants to introduce themselves next?
1: I'll go next. (laughs) Hello My name is Louise David uh, my brand is Luli Loves. I'm a printmaker, designer, fabric designer and maker.
2: Uh, and I'm Emily Taylor, Emily J. Taylor, if you want to search for me. Um, I'm a character designer and illustrator and my brand is Ejits. You can find me on Instagram at Ejits, which is E J I T S. <laughs> I
4: don't know if we should keep this in. That was—we were going to say that at the end as well. Oh, we're going to keep it in, though. I like it. Anyway, um, so (laughs) um, oh dear, we we regularly get together. Um, We have been doing for quite a few years in terms of encouraging each other. We make very different things, so it means that we can be very honest with each other about how our journey is going. Give great opinions on terms of what we've been, what we show each other. It's a bit of a show and tell. Sob, celebrate, excitement. Um, oh, oh I sob. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we've decided to uh, to break this into into the world and see if anyone else wants to to join us in, in listening to what we've got to say. Um, so today we've been looking at Black Friday. Yeah, and all the joys. <laughs> And there's a lot of me coughing. Yeah. And yeah, um, we've got some sickness in the room, yeah. so... Uh,
14: Sorry about that.
4: <laughs> I'm going to try and edit it out, but if, if there's still some in there, that's it's probably some of us mm. at one point. Um, then we went
8: to... Christmas lists. Christmas lists. We've built uh, some extremely good and useful Christmas lists for artists.
4: Yeah, and how to, how to support your fellow artists
8: <laughs> somehow. <laughs> Basically we've written our own Christmas list
4: for, <laughs> for Santa
8: <laughs> and we're hoping that our partners are listening and friends and family are yeah, listening. Yeah, totally.
4: um, And then our last topic was a, a more rambly one but we started off by looking at Christmas markets and selling at them and whether they were a venture for us mm. uh, or not.
1: Yeah, and we kind of ended up really looking at how to make some decisions about whether you do actually sell at a Christmas market, and how to ensure that you get value out of where you're putting your energies so in terms yeah. of reaching your customer. So uh, enjoy the podcast. Good collective.
6: Good collective. Thanks.
4: Um, it's always that awkward thing, but there are many podcasts I listen to, they don't really know how to start, um, so we can just get cracking.
1: Yeah, we could. I really like the, um, I can never remember what they're called, is it the Reluctant Feminist? I want to call them Reluctant
0: Feminists. The Guilty, guilty feminist, feminist. And they
1: always do that, um,
8: I'm a feminist, but yeah, thing. Yeah, I love that. And I was thinking about that, like, I'm an artist, but... <laughs> I was just thinking there is no but with with that because uh, being an artist gives you the excuse actually to do whatever you like I'm an artist
5: and that's it that maybe that's what we do
1: I'm an artist and my entire house is full of artist supplies
4: (laughs) definitely definitely um Adam Buxton's podcast. He's sneaky and puts the microphone on before they started. Yeah. The amount of times um, that, like, his guest will be like, have you started recording," and he'll be like, "Yeah."
11: yeah. <laughs> and it's ten minutes in. I'm like,
16: nice, good work. <laughs> I like that sounds of making tea. Yeah, and just
4: totally. having a little
8: chat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. So it's it's what date is it? Early December. Mm. Um, we've just gone past. Um, the American tradition of uh, Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Black
11: Friday. (laughs) Um,
4: Which I'm I'm pretty sure everybody knows what Black Friday is, the amount of advertisement I have seen and heard. Um,
2: Come straight to your
4: inbox. uh, Yeah, (laughs) inbox, radio, uh, online, TV, stores, everywhere. So uh, if you don't know what Black Friday is... How I I, I amaze your skills.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> true. And uh, year on year, it's it's expanded and expanded, mm. isn't it? So mm. it used to be about electrical goods, and yeah. um, you know there were all those scenes outside, Curry's, um, which no longer exists anymore. Interestingly, um,
4: Curry slash PC worlds yeah, they kind of merged it together to yeah. hope together, but yeah.
1: But, you know, people yeah. leaping yeah, over each other thing. to get yeah, to yeah. huge TVs that look ridiculous in their tiny yeah. little houses. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so what do you think about Black Friday in terms of your own small business? Because I think that there is a real uh, impact on mm. small businesses, artist businesses, uh, makers, artisans. How do you feel about the this overwhelming
2: crush mm. of sale, sale, discounts, sale. Yeah. <laughs> uh, generally, I've tried to ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> and I've done that quite successfully, I think. <laughs> Although this this year it started creeping into... Um, so I sell on on Etsy, and it started mm. creeping into Etsy going, join our sale, join our Black Friday sale, you know, sell some of your stuff at discount and on Etsy I don't know how people do that because they're a lot of them already underselling themselves quite yeah totally quite in a big way so um yeah I I I agree with a lot of what I see when people are talking about boycotting it in favor of shopping independent um I'm not obviously if if there's something i want and it's in the sale i will buy it but personally in terms of my own business i i don't join in i just no, mm. no. cuz i can't i can't sell my stuff for any cheaper i already feel the pressure of selling it at um a price point that it's is probably undervalued because just generally it's difficult to sell
1: stuff <laughs> mm. oh. which yeah. i think there's a real issue around how people value handmade crafted work whether it's art or, or artisanal mm-hmm. or food mm. um or furniture or whatever it is jewelry yeah. that there's so much that is very ultra cheap and mass produced, yeah. where uh, and large companies can heavily discount. And the reason they can heavily discount, they're still making a profit uh, because they uh, the prices are inflated to to start with. And I think that that consumers have an expectation of value for money, which has been completely skewed by those. Big companies heavily discounting so then we create this culture around black friday and cyber monday that we then are being sucked into yeah uh, because etsy make no mistake is a big business mm. and it um, works for them for their uh, people who are on etsy to discount because then they are making more money mm. they're still taking they're still
2: taking the same okay, fees They're still yeah, taking
1: yeah. they're not discounting no. they're not heavily discounting by 60 percent mm. um which was one of the emails that they sent out where they were you know they were encouraging mm. they were you they were bandying that figure about mm. not they're no, not necessarily That's telling thing, you Janelle. but that same Massive it is a, yeah, it's a massive uh, cut. cut into um, your profit. Yeah. With yeah, no equivalency on Etsy's side to give you sixty percent discount on the amount that they're taking yeah. out of your sales. So, so this culture's been created, and we have to figure out. Artists have oh. and makers have to figure out where to sit. Um, and there is lots of people. The backlashes don 't engage, and um, I read a couple of um, counters to that and I, which I, and I thought they were really valid um, encouraging people to if you want to push Black Friday away and you don 't want to get involved in that then why not use that as an opportunity to go and seek out your local sellers and yeah. makers and artists and buy something from them, something of value, something that's been crafted where you actually eyeball the person who's made it. You, can, you come away with a piece that has meaning mm. and that you're cho- that's unique that you have chosen and the value of that is huge. Buy less. Mm. Pay a bit more
18: yeah maybe
1: <laughs> and um, uh, but give uh, but give something give something of value, and I think that we can engage at that point mm-hmm. uh, so we we have to we have to sell our work, we need to sell our work across. <laughs> black friday and cyber monday because these are key buying you know key buying dates of course they are absolutely so we have to figure out a way of uh subverting Mm. black friday cyber monday to our own advantage we're artists for heaven's sake and that's exactly we that's what we should be doing we're subversives we should be the ones leading the charge we should be the ones providing the alternative and um, and engaging with our customers. And that's the other thing I wanted to say about that as well, is if you understand who your customer is and where they hang out and where they play and how they like to buy and who they like to buy from, the likelihood is that there isn't a huge percentage of your customers that are spending all their dollar in black friday sales Mm. i'm not sure that that's the same profile i don't know how much of a crossover there you know there there is exactly as as you said emily if you were going to be buying a big tv this year then you might wait for black friday so that you would get a deal if the deal is legitimate because there's some question about that fair enough Um, but but this sort of this sort of ravening consumerism that black friday and cyber monday promotes and the behavior of people around that Mm. as well um i find really distasteful and shocking and i really don't want to get involved
2: especially in a in a time where we're being told not to give into consumerism because we need to take care of this planet, mm. <laughs> and the um mass produced goods that are bought for cheap and thrown away easily is you know it's old hat we shouldn't be doing that sort of behavior um,
1: yeah yeah, I think that's it, and I, that, I think that's it is like if you're cool and if you're really switched on then constantly buying the latest newest thing updating it is really it's really uncomfortable Mm. buying yeah plastic tat it's that's gonna end up in landfill what Mm. about buying a beautiful piece of jewelry that will then be handed on to somebody else you know that oh. uh, that you know that, okay, that actually yeah. has worth and and, and, and is crafted, yeah. you, know, you and that you wear, and that you know your niece or your nephew or your son or whoever mm. you know wears down the li- somewhere down the line. What about doing that? Mm. What about buying a piece of art that stays on your wall and then gets you know. And at the very least, <laughs> shredded up for fire to put on the fire <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a completely
17: environmentally yeah. friendly way. I thought you meant in the apocalypse.
16: <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the world, yeah. we'll all have these things that we can burn. But it's yeah. okay. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I do think it's that the attitudes, isn't it, that I struggle with. And I think also for for someone who's like a fledgling in terms of creating for then uh, purchase for other, for other, others um being able to um uh, leisurely put things up on online for sale um and i had every in, you know every notion to want to do that um but then as consumerism uh, uh, friday came came closer and closer <laughs> I just got more and more stubborn. I felt myself kind of going, no, I don't even want to take pictures of what I've created mm. because I don't want to be responsible for putting them up. Even if I wasn't going to enter into a sale.
3: In interesting. Terms, yeah.
4: I just was... And, and it, it, it just frustrated me in terms of I didn't want to be part of that machine.
13: Mm.
2: And
4: we, it annoyed we me. We do sort of
2: sit on this... Um, st- Sit on this line, don't we? Because, mm. like, we use acrylics in our artwork, and you use resin with your. Yeah. And you know, th- <clears throat> although we don't, we try not to. We try to waste as little as possible. Mm. There are, like, I, it's definitely crossed my mind before. I'm like, I'm trying to produce artwork, but also be very mindful of that. Mm of using the right sorts of materials and uh not wasting you know materials yeah. and there's definitely it's quite a difficult line to balance sometimes yeah um and in terms of like w- to a certain extent my my stuff in particular i sometimes think is quite frivolous if you're going to buy it it's like it's not something useful necessarily it's a nice piece of art so
11: mm.
2: um <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's almost like treading that line mm. we we have we have quite like, I've got quite strong opinions about consumerism and I'm quite minimalist and to, I have to really love something to have mm. it in my life and have it in my home um and yet I'm like asking people to buy my stuff <laughs> buy my stuff too <laughs> It is a strange like what dichotomy we're
4: is, what we're asking is people to say do if you love
18: mm. this
4: that I've created." then you can have it. Yeah. It obviously comes as a transaction. Yeah. But it, you're asking, we're inviting people to be uh, passionate about mm. what we've created. That's and If true. they like it, then that's fantastic. Um, and I guess that's the difference between us and huge brands that have high street sales mm. or online boosts. And I guess that's where the frustration of, of market sellers, um, you know, is it, Not on the high street yeah. and, and Etsy and all it's the see- others that are it's on It's seeing
2: that sort of mindless buying. Yeah. When you're sat there going, but I've got I've got something that is meaningful, yeah. and I want you to buy that instead. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think, yeah, I think we are at the risk of, in some ways, overthinking it. Mm. For me, and you know, I'm a bit more hardline about some of this stuff. We. Uh, make and create products, and we put a lot of our heart and soul and creativity into those and We are attempting to make a living, and that 's all we're asking to do is make a living we're yeah. not asking to make <coughs> massive profits we 're not asking you know we're not um, we don 't have shareholders to keep happy and it's the it 's the greed of the shareholders <coughs> that that drives these huge Um, big sale this big sale culture but what it it is doing is it's educating consumers into believing that they should always have available to them something for very little so they have very little sense of the value or the cost of what it is they're buying the cost in terms of child labor the cost in terms of forests the cost in terms of the environment the cost in terms of stuff going into landfill the cost in terms of um you know and on all and on it goes Pick an industry any yeah. industry i suppose
2: we're not really comparable in that sense no
1: so i think yeah mm. don't over um you know analyze that yeah absolutely be mindful of not wasting things absolutely be mindful of recycling i all the pa- if i cut down a print i've come home with all the bits of paper they'll be used in something i'm not quite sure what yeah but they will be something they'll be printed on and woven into a, a, a different piece um eventually and i keep in, I keep all of the uh, scraps from sewing. I keep all of the cottons from sewing, and I um, I create a new fabric with it. Um, it has to be, you know, we sort of like a. There's a couple of things that you can do it to create new and interesting um, fabric with it. The point is, I don't chuck all of that mm. out, mm. and I am I'm I'm, try, I'm trying my best to we. <coughs> re- um, to, to, to make work and to, and to limit the impact, the environmental impact that, I'm, that I have uh, I'm, a, I'm a printer and the fact of the matter is that's a very water heavy mm. uh, but it amazes me um, there's small things that you can do by like not leaving the tap running while when you're cleaning something <laughs> it's really yeah. simple, you yeah. use a sponge boom, done don't need the water on but people are people still do it i see it happening in the studio all all, all the time there's lots of small ways that you can do that but that's not the issue we have to sell Mm. we are selling in an environment where black friday and cyber monday happens we find it a lot of people find it incredibly counterproductive Mm. and distasteful and the thing that From the political side of it for me is the training of consumers to behave in a way that is absolutely counter to all of the major drives that we have um of the day which is about protecting our environment and Mm. and 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 limiting Mm. um limiting what we buy and where artists then have a role is right all right. If you decide that you're not going to be buying every little chotchkie that comes your way, and that you're actually going to have something that is of value, then go and buy locally. Find the artists to you locally and buy something. Buy something incredible. Buy Absolutely. something beautiful. Buy something that has meaning and spend your money that way. And that piece will stay with you, and it won't end up in a tip. Mm. Um, you know, and it. Can, as you say, or else it'll you know go up and smoke when the apocalypse comes. Or <laughs> 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 we'll make a raft. <laughs> yeah. What
14: would you make? No, let's go. Girl collective.
15: Girl
6: collective. Yeah.
4: episode of uh, girl collective podcast um, we are doing our intro at the end so that we can talk about what we've just been talking about uh, but my name is Fiona Williams and um, I am a jewelry maker designer um, of resin jewelry uh, for call me fee um, who wants to introduce themselves next
1: I'll go next
8: <laughs> hello.
1: <laughs> My name is Louise David. Uh, my brand is Luli Loves. I'm a printmaker, designer, fabric designer, and maker.
2: Uh, and I'm Emily Taylor, Emily J. Taylor, if you want to search for me. Um, I'm a character designer and illustrator, and my brand is Egypt. You can find me on Instagram at Egypt, which is E J I T S. <laughs> I
4: don't know if we should keep this in. That was—we were going to say that at the end as well. Oh. <laughs> we're going to keep it in, though. I like it. Anyway, oh. Um, so <laughs> um, oh dear, we we regularly get together. Um, we have been in for quite a few years in terms of encouraging each other. We make very different things, so it means that we can be very honest with each other about how our journey is going. Give great opinions on terms of what we've been, what we show each other a bit of a show and tell, sob, celebrate, excitements. Um, oh, oh, I sob. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we've decided to uh, to break this into into the world and see if anyone else wants to, to join us in, in listening to what we've got to say. Um, so today we've been looking at Black Friday yeah. and all the joys... And there's a lot of me coughing. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, we've got some sickness in the room, yeah. so...
14: Uh, Sorry about
4: that. <laughs> I'm going to try and edit it out, but if, if there's still some in there, that's it's probably some of us mm. at one point. Um, then we went
8: to... Christmas lists. Christmas lists. We've built uh, some extremely good and useful Christmas lists for artists.
4: Yeah, and how to, how to support your fellow artists
8: <laughs> somehow. <laughs> Basically we've written our own Christmas list for for Santa (laughs) and we're hoping that our partners are listening and friends and family are listening. Yeah, totally.
4: And then our last topic was a more rambly one but we started off by looking at Christmas markets and selling at them and whether they were a venture for us Mm. uh, or not.
1: Yeah, and we kind of ended up really looking at How to make some decisions about whether you do actually sell at a Christmas market, and how to ensure that you get value out of where you're putting your energies in terms of reaching your customer. So uh, enjoy the podcast. Good
6: collective. Good collective. (laughs)
4: Um, it's always that awkward thing, but there are many podcasts I listen to, they don't really know how to start. Um, so we can just get cracking.
1: Yeah, we could. I really like the, um, I can never remember what they're called. Is it the Reluctant Feminist? I want to call them Reluctant
0: Feminists. The girls, Guilty, guilty Feminists. And
1: they always do that, um,
8: I'm a feminist, but yeah. thing. Yeah, I love that. And I was thinking about that, like, I'm an artist, but... <laughs> i was just thinking there is no but with with that because uh, being an artist gives you the excuse actually to do whatever
5: you like i'm an artist and (laughs) that's it that's what we do
1: i'm an artist and my entire house is full of artist supplies
4: (laughs) definitely definitely the um Adam Buxton's podcast. He's sneaky and puts the microphone on before they started. Yeah. The amount of times um, that, like, his guest will be like, have you started recording," and he'll be like, "Yeah."
11: Yeah. And it's ten minutes in. I'm like,
16: nice, good work. I like that sounds of making tea. Yeah, just having a little chat.
8: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
4: So it's it's what date is it? Early December.
22: Mm.
4: Um, we've just gone past. Um, The American tradition of uh, Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Black
11: Friday. (laughs) Um,
4: Which I'm I'm pretty sure everybody knows what Black Friday is. The amount of advertisement I have seen and heard. Um,
2: Come straight to your
4: inbox. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) inbox, radio, uh, online, TV, stores, everywhere. So uh, if you don't know what Black Friday is... How I I, I amaze your skills? <laughs>
11: yeah,
1: it's <laughs> <laughs> true. And uh, year on year, it's it's expanded and expanded, mm. isn't it? So mm. it used to be about electrical goods, yeah. and um, you know there were all those scenes outside, Curry's, um, which no longer exists anymore. Interestingly, um,
4: Curry slash PC worlds yeah. so they kind of merged and, it together to yeah. hope together, but yeah.
1: But, you know, people yeah. leaping yeah, over sale each other thing. to get yeah, to yeah. huge TVs that look ridiculous in their tiny yeah. little houses. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so what do you think about Black Friday in terms of your own small business? Because I think that there is a real uh, impact on mm. small businesses, artists, businesses, uh, makers, artisans. How do you feel about the this overwhelming
2: crush mm. of sale, sale, discounts, sale. Yeah. <laughs> uh, generally, I've tried to ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> and I've done that quite successfully, I think. <laughs> Although this this year it started creeping into... Um, so I sell on on Etsy, and it started mm. creeping into Etsy going, join our sale, join our Black Friday sale, you know, sell some of your stuff at discount and on Etsy I don't know how people do that because they're a lot of them already underselling themselves quite yeah totally, quite in a big way so um yeah I I I agree with a lot of what I see when people are talking about boycotting it in favor of shopping independent um I'm not obviously if if there's something I want and it's in the sale, I will buy it. But personally, in terms of my own business, I, I don't join in. I just, no. Because mm. no. I, can't, I can't sell my stuff for any cheaper. I already feel the pressure of selling it at um, a price point that it's, it's probably undervalued. Because just generally it's difficult to sell
1: stuff (laughs) Mm. (laughs) which i think there's a real issue around how people value handmade crafted work whether it's art or artisanal Mm. or food Mm. um or furniture or whatever it is jewelry yeah that there 's so much that is very ultra cheap and mass produced yeah. where uh, and large companies can heavily discount and the reason they can heavily discount they 're still making a profit uh, because uh, the prices are inflated to, to start with and I think that that consumers have an expectation of value for money, mm-hmm. which has been completely skewed by those big companies heavily discounting so then we create this culture around black friday and cyber monday that we then are being sucked into yeah uh, because etsy make no mistake is a big business Mm. and it um, works for them for their uh, people who are on Etsy to discount because then they are making more money. Mm. They're still taking. They're still taking the same okay, fees. They're still too, taking. Yeah. They're not discounting. No. They're not heavily discounting by sixty percent, mm. um, which was one of the emails that they sent out where they were, you know, they were encouraging. Yeah. They were you They were bandying that figure about. Mm. Not, no, not necessarily That's telling, telling you, you but that same. It's a, it a massive uh, cut. cut into um, your profit yeah. with yeah, no equivalency on Etsy's side to give you 60% discount on the amount that they're taking yeah. out of your sales. So, so this culture's been created and we have to figure out, artists have, yeah. and makers have to figure out where to sit. Um, and there's lots of people... The backlashes don 't engage, and um, I read a couple of um, counters to that and I, which I, and I thought they were really valid um, encouraging people to if you want to push Black Friday away and you don 't want to get involved in that then why not use that as an opportunity to go and seek out your local sellers and yeah. makers and artists and buy something from them, something of value, something that's been crafted where you actually eyeball the person who's made it. You, can, you come away with a piece that has meaning mm. and that you're cho- that's unique that you oh, have chosen and the value of that is huge. Buy less. Mm. Pay a bit more yeah maybe <laughs> and um uh, but give uh, but give something give something of value, and I think that we can engage at that point mm-hmm. uh, so we we have to we have to sell our work we need to sell our work across. <laughs> black friday and cyber monday because these are key buying you know key buying dates of course they are absolutely so we have to figure out a way of uh subverting
13: Mm.
1: black friday cyber monday to our own advantage we're artists for heaven's sake and that's exactly we that's what we should be doing we're subversives we should be the ones leading the charge we should be the ones providing the alternative and um and engaging with our customers and that's the other thing i wanted to say about that as well is if you understand who your customer is and where they hang out and where they play and how they like to buy and who they like to buy from the likelihood is that there isn't a huge percentage of your customers that are spending all their dollar in black friday sales Mm i 'm not sure that that's the same profile i don 't know wow. how much of a crossover there you know there there is exactly as as you said Emily, if you were going to be buying a big TV this year, then you might wait yeah. for Black Friday yeah. so that you would get a deal if the deal is legitimate because there's some question about that fair enough um, but but the this sort of this sort of ravening consumerism that black friday and cyber monday promotes and the behavior of people around that mm. as well um i find really distasteful and shocking and i really don't yeah. want to get involved I, Espe- I,
2: especially in a in a time where we're being told not to give into consumerism because we need to take care of this planet, mm. <laughs> and the um mass produced goods that are bought for cheap and thrown away easily is you know it's old hat we shouldn't be doing that sort of behavior um,
1: yeah yeah, I think that's it, and I, that, I think that's it is like if you're cool and if you're really switched on then constantly buying the latest newest thing updating it is really it's really uncomfortable Mm. buying yeah plastic tat it's that's gonna end up in landfill what Mm. about buying a beautiful piece of jewelry that will then be handed on to somebody else you know, that's, oh, uh, that, you know that that you know that beard, actually yeah. has worth and and, and, and is crafted yeah. and that you and that you wear and that, you know, your niece or your nephew or your son or whoever,
11: mm-hmm. you
1: know, wears down the li- somewhere down the line. What about doing that? Mm-hmm. What about buying a piece of art that stays on your wall and then gets you know and at the very least <laughs> shredded up from fire to put on the fire <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a completely
17: environmentally yeah. friendly way. I thought you meant in the apocalypse.
16: <laughs> at the end of the world, yeah. we'll all have these things that we can burn, it's yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I do think it's that
4: the attitudes, isn't it, that I struggle with. And I think also from... For someone who's like a fledgling in terms of creating, for then uh, purchase for other, for other others, um, being able to um, uh, leisurely put things up on online for sale, um, and I had every in, you know every notion to want to do that, um, but then as consumerism uh, uh, Friday came came closer and closer. <laughs> I just got more and more stubborn. I felt myself kind of going, no, I don't even want to take pictures of what I've created mm. because I don't want to be responsible for putting them up, even if I wasn't going to enter into a sale. That's in interesting. Terms, yeah. I just was and and it, it it just frustrated me in terms of I didn't want to be part of that machine. Mm. And we, it annoyed we me. do sort of
2: sit on this um, st- Sit on this line, don't we? because mm. like we use acrylics in our artwork and you use resin with yeah. your. and you know th- <clears throat> although we don't we try not to we try to waste as little as possible mm. there are like i it's definitely crossed my mind before I'm like I'm trying to produce artwork, but also be very mindful of that. Mm. Um, of using the right sorts of materials and uh, not wasting, you know, materials. Yeah. And there's definitely... It's quite a difficult line to balance sometimes. Yeah. Um, and in terms of, like, w- to a certain extent, my my stuff in particular, I sometimes think is quite frivolous if you're going to buy it. It's, like, it's not something useful necessarily. It's a nice piece of art. So, mm.
11: um
2: yeah it's, it's almost like treading that line mm. we we have we have quite like, I've got quite strong opinions about consumerism and I'm quite minimalist and to I have to really love something to have mm. it in my life and have it in my home um and yet I'm like asking people to buy my stuff <laughs> buy my stuff too It is a strange like no, what dichotomy we're is, what we're
4: asking is people to say do if you love
18: mm. this
4: that I've created. Then you can have it. Yeah, it obviously comes as a transaction. Yeah, but it, you're asking. We're inviting people to be uh, passionate about mm. what we've created, and that's if they true. like it, then that's fantastic. Um, and I guess that's the difference between us and huge brands that have high street sales mm. or online boosts. And I guess that's where the frustration of of market sellers, um, you know. It's, it, not it, on the high street yeah. and, and Etsy and all it's the others it, that are it's on there. It's seeing
2: that sort of mindless buying. Yeah. When you're sat there going, but I've got I've got something that is meaningful, yeah. and mm. I want you to buy that instead. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think. Yeah, I think we are at the risk of, in some ways, overthinking it. Mm. For me, and you know, I'm a bit more hardline about some of this stuff. We. Uh, make and create products, and we put a lot of our heart and soul and creativity into those and We are attempting to make a living, and that's all we're asking to do is make a living we're yeah. not asking to make <coughs> massive profits we're not asking you know we're not um, we don't have shareholders to keep happy and it's the it's the greed of the shareholders <coughs> that that drives these huge um, big sale this big sale culture but it, what, it, what it is doing is it's educating consumers into believing that they should always have available to them something for very little They so they have very little sense of the value or the cost of what it is they're buying the cost in terms of child labour the cost in terms of forests the cost in terms of the environment the cost in terms of stuff going into landfill the cost in terms of um you know on and on it goes pick an industry industry i
2: suppose we're not really comparable in that sense no
1: so i think yeah Mm. don't over um you know analyze that yeah absolutely be mindful of not wasting things absolutely be mindful of recycling i all the pay if i cut down a print i've come home with all the bits of paper they'll be used in something i'm not quite sure what yet, but they will be something they'll be printed on and woven into a, a, a different piece um eventually and i keep in, I keep all of the uh, scraps from sewing. I keep all of the cottons from sewing, and I um, I create a new fabric with it. Um, it has to be, you know, sort of like a. There's a couple of things that you can do it to create new and interesting um, fabric with it. The point is, I don't chuck all of that mm, out, yeah. and I I'm I'm, try, I'm trying my best to we. <coughs> re- um, to 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 make work and to and to limit the impact, the environmental impact that, I'm, that I have. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a printer, and the fact of the matter is that's a very water heavy. Mm. Uh, but it amazes me. Um, there's small things that you can do by, like not leaving the tap running while when you're cleaning something. <laughs> it's really yeah. simple. Use yeah. a sponge. Boom, done don't need the water on but people are people still do it i see it happening in the studio all all, all the time there's lots of small ways that you can do that but that's not the issue we have to sell Mm. we are selling in an environment where black friday and cyber monday happens we find it a lot of people find it incredibly counterproductive Mm. and distasteful and the thing that the political side of it for me is the training of consumers to behave in a way that is absolutely counter to all of the major drives that we have um of the day which is about protecting our environment and mm. and, and, and and limiting mm. um the, limiting what we buy and where artists then have a role is right all right if you decide that you're not going to be buying every little tchotchke that comes your way and that you're actually going to have something that is of value then go and buy locally find the artists to you locally and buy something buy something incredible buy something beautiful buy something that has meaning and spend your money that way and that piece will stay with you and it won't end up in a tip Mm. um you know and it as you say, or else it'll you know go up and smoke when the apocalypse comes. Or
21: <laughs> <laughs> we'll make a raft. <laughs> yeah. What
1: would you make? No, let's
21: make a Girl collective. Girl collective.
6: Girl.
4: of uh, Girl Collective Podcast. Um, we are doing our intro at the end so that we can talk about what we've just been talking about. Uh, but my name is Fiona Williams and um, I am a jewellery maker, designer um, of resin jewellery uh, for Call Me Fee. Um, who wants to introduce themselves next?
1: I'll go next.
8: <laughs> Hello.
1: My name is Louise David uh, my brand is Luli Loves. I'm a printmaker, designer, fabric designer and maker.
2: Uh, And I'm Emily Taylor, Emily J. Taylor, if you want to search for me. Um, I'm a character designer and illustrator and my brand is Ejits. You can find me on Instagram at Ejits, which is (laughs) E-J-I-T-S.
4: I do if we should keep this in. That was the, we were going to say that at the end as well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're going to keep it in though. I like it. Anyway, um, so <laughs> um, oh dear, we we regularly get together. Um, we have been doing it for quite a few years in terms of encouraging each other. We make very different things, so it means that we can be very honest with each other about how our journey is going. Give great opinions on terms of what we've been, what we show each other. It's a bit of a show and tell, sob, celebrate, excitement. Um, oh, oh, I sob. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we've decided to uh, to break this into into the world and see if anyone else wants to to join us in, in listening to what we've got to say. Um, so today we've been looking at Black Friday yeah. and all the joys... And there's a lot of me coughing. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, we've got some sickness in the room, yeah. so... Uh,
14: Sorry about that.
4: <laughs> I'm going to try and edit it out, but if, if there's still some in there, that's it's probably some of us mm. at one point. Um, then we went
8: to... Christmas lists. Christmas lists. We've built uh, some extremely good and useful Christmas lists for artists.
4: Yeah, and how to, how to support your fellow artists
8: <laughs> somehow. <laughs> Basically we've written our own Christmas list for
4: for Santa
8: and we're hoping that our partners are listening and friends and family are listening. Yeah, totally.
4: And then our last topic was a more rambly one but we started off by looking at Christmas markets and selling at them and whether they were a venture for us Mm. or not.
1: Yeah, and we kind of ended up really looking at how to make some decisions about whether you do actually sell at a Christmas market, and how to ensure that you get value out of where you're putting your energies so in terms yeah. of reaching your customer. So uh, enjoy the podcast. Good
6: collective. Good collective. Yeah.
4: Um, it's always that awkward thing, but there are many podcasts I listen to, they don't really know how to start, um, so we can just get cracking.
1: Yeah, we could. I really like that, um, I can never remember what they're called, is it the Reluctant Feminist? I want to call them Reluctant Feminists. The girls Guilty Feminists. And they always do that, um, I'm a feminist, but yeah.
0: thing. Yeah, I love that. And
1: I was thinking about that, like,
8: I'm an artist, but... <laughs> I was just thinking there is no but with with that because uh, being an artist gives you the excuse actually to do whatever you like. I'm an artist and
5: that's it that's what we
1: do. I'm an artist and my entire house is full of artist supplies.
4: (laughs) Definitely definitely. um Adam Buxton's podcast, he's sneaky and puts the microphone on before they started. Yeah. The amount of times um, that, like, his guest will be like, have you started recording? And he'll be like, yeah! yeah. <laughs> and it's ten minutes in, I'm like, nice, good work. <laughs> I like that sound of making tea yeah, and just totally. having a little
8: chat. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
16: <laughs> so
4: it's, it's what date is it? Early December. Mm. Um, we've just gone past... Um, The American tradition of uh, Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Black
11: Friday. (laughs) Um,
4: Which I'm I'm pretty sure everybody knows what Black Friday is. The amount of advertisement I have seen and heard. Um, Come straight to your inbox. Yeah, (laughs) inbox, radio, uh, online, TV, stores, everywhere. So uh, if you don't know what Black Friday is... How I I I amaze your skills.
11: Yeah,
1: it's <laughs> <laughs> true. And year on year, it's it's expanded and expanded, isn't mm. it? So mm. it used to be about electrical goods, and yeah. um, you know there were all those scenes outside, Curry's, um, which no longer exists anymore. Interestingly, um,
4: Curry slash PC World yeah, they kind of merged it together to yeah. hope together, but yeah.
1: But, you know, people leaping over each other to get to huge TVs that look ridiculous in their tiny little houses. (laughs) Um, And, yeah. So what do you think about Black Friday in terms of your own small business? Because I think that there is a real uh, impact on Mm. small businesses, artist businesses, uh, makers, artisans. How do you feel about the? this overwhelming
2: crush mm. of sale, sale, discounts, sale. Yeah. <laughs> uh, generally, I've tried to ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> and I've done that quite successfully, I think. <laughs> Although this this year it started creeping into... Um, so I sell on on Etsy, and it started mm. creeping into Etsy going, join our sale, join our Black Friday sale, you know, sell some of your stuff at discount and on etsy i don't know how people do that because they're a lot of them already underselling themselves quite yeah totally. qu- quite in a big way so um yeah i d- i i agree with a lot of what i see when people are talking about boycotting it in favor of shopping independent um i'm not obviously if if there's something I want and it's in the sale, I will buy it. But personally, in terms of my own business, I, I don't join in. I just, no. Because mm. no. I, can't, I can't sell my stuff for any cheaper. I already feel the pressure of selling it at um, a price point that it's, it's probably undervalued. Because just generally it's difficult to sell
1: stuff (laughs) Mm. which i think there's a real issue around how people value handmade crafted work whether it's art or artisanal Mm. or food Mm. um or furniture or whatever it is jewelry yeah that there's so much that is very ultra cheap and mass produced, yeah. where uh, and large companies can heavily discount. And the reason they can heavily discount, they're still making a profit uh, because they the prices are inflated to to start with. And I think that that consumers have an expectation of value for money, mm-hmm. which has been completely skewed by those big companies heavily discounting so then we create this culture around black friday and cyber monday that we then are being sucked into
7: yeah
1: uh, because etsy make no mistake is a big business Mm. and it um, works for them for their uh, people who are on Etsy to discount because then they are making more money. Mm. They're still taking. They're still taking
2: the same okay, fees. They're still taking. Yeah.
1: They're not discounting. No. They're not heavily discounting by sixty percent, mm. um, which was one of the emails that they sent out where they were, you know, they were encouraging. Yeah. They were They were bandying that figure about. Mm. Not, they're not necessarily that's telling you, Janelle. but that same. Massive, it is a, yeah, it's a massive uh, cut. cut into um, your profit yeah. with yeah, no equivalency on Etsy's side to give you 60% discount on the amount that they're taking yeah. out of your sales. So, so this culture has been created and we have to figure out, artists oh. have, and makers have to figure out where to sit. Um, and there's lots of people... The backlashes don 't engage, and um, I read a couple of um, counters to that and I, which I, and I thought they were really valid um, encouraging people to if you want to push Black Friday away and you don 't want to get involved in that. Then why not use that as an opportunity to go and seek out your local sellers and yeah. makers and artists, and buy something from them, something of value, something that's been crafted, where you actually eyeball the person who's made it. You can you come away with a piece that has meaning mm. and that you're cho- that's unique that you have chosen, and the value of that is huge. Buy less. Mm. Pay a bit more,
18: yeah, <laughs> maybe,
1: and um, uh, but give uh, but give something give something of value, and I think that we can engage at that point.
11: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so we we have to we have to sell our work. We need to sell our work across. <laughs> black friday and cyber monday because these are key buying yeah. you know nine... buying dates of course yeah. they are absolutely so we have to figure out a way of uh subverting mm. black friday cyber monday to our own advantage we're artists for heaven's sake and that's exactly we that's what we should be doing we're subversives we should be the ones leading the charge yeah. we should be the ones providing the alternative and um and engaging with our customers and that's the other thing i wanted to say about that as well is if you understand who your customer is and where they hang out and where they play and how they like to buy and who they like to buy from the likelihood is that there isn't a huge percentage of your customers that are spending all their dollar in black friday sales Mm i'm not sure that that's the same profile i don't know how much of a crossover there you know there there is exactly as as you said emily if you were going to be buying a big tv this year then you might wait for black friday so that you would get a deal if the deal is legitimate because there's some question about that fair enough um but but the, this sort of this sort of ravening consumerism that Black Friday and Cyber Monday promotes, and the behaviour of people around that mm. as well, um, I find really distasteful and shocking. And I really don't yeah. want to get involved. I, Espe-
2: I, especially in a in a time where we're being told not to give in to consumerism because we need to take care of this planet. Mm. <laughs> And that um mass produced goods that are bought for cheap and thrown away easily is you know it's old hat we shouldn 't be doing that sort of behavior
1: um, yeah yeah, I think that's it, and I, that, I think that 's it is like if you 're cool and if you 're really switched on, then constantly buying the latest newest thing, updating it is really. Yeah it's really uncomfortable mm. buying yeah plastic tat it's that's gonna end up in landfill mm. what about buying a beautiful piece of jewelry that will then be handed on to somebody else you know that's mm. uh, that you know that, okay. that actually has worth and and, and, and is crafting yeah and that, you, and that you wear and that you know you're Niece or your nephew or your son or whoever Mm. you know wears down the somewhere down the line. What about doing that? Mm. What about buying a piece of art that stays on your wall and then gets you know handed at the very least (laughs) shredded up for fire to put on the fire? You know, in a a
17: completely environmentally friendly way. I thought you meant in the apocalypse.
16: the end of the world yeah. we we'll all have these things that we can burn, it's yeah
4: okay. yeah <laughs> i do think it's that the attitudes isn't it that i struggle with and i think also for for someone who's like a fledgling in terms of creating for then uh, purchase for for others others
3: um being
4: able to um leisurely put things up on online for sale Um, and I had every you know every notion to want to do that Um, but then as consumerism uh, Friday came came closer and closer I just got more and more stubborn I felt myself kind of going no I don't even want to take pictures of what I've created Mm. because I don't want to be responsible for putting them up even if I wasn't going to enter into a sale
19: that's in interesting. Terms, yeah,
4: I just was, and and it, it it just frustrated me in terms of I didn't want to be part of that machine.
2: Mm. And we it annoyed we me. do sort of sit on this um, s- sit on this line, don't we? Because mm. like we use acrylics in our artwork, and you use resin with yeah. your, and you know, th- <clears throat> although we don't we try not to we try to waste as little as possible mm. there are, like I, it's definitely crossed my mind before I'm like I'm trying to produce artwork but also be very mindful of that mm. of using the right sorts of materials and uh, not wasting you know materials mm. and there's definitely it's quite a difficult line to balance sometimes
20: yeah
2: Um, And in terms of like, to a certain extent, my my stuff in particular, I sometimes think is quite frivolous. If you're going to buy it, it's like it's not something useful necessarily. It's a nice piece of art. So, Mm. um, yeah, it's it's almost like treading that line. Mm. We we have we have quite I have got quite strong opinions about consumerism, and I'm quite minimalist. And to I have to really love something to have Mm. it in my life and have it in my home. Um, and yet I'm like asking people to buy my stuff, <laughs> buy my stuff too. <laughs> it's a strange, like what dichotomy.
4: We're is, what we're asking is people to say, Do, if you love
18: mm. this
4: that I've created, then you can have it. Yeah. It obviously comes as a transaction. Yeah. But it, you're asking, we're inviting people to be uh, passionate about mm. what we've created that's and if true. they like it, then that's fantastic. Um, and I guess that's the difference between us and huge brands that have high street sales mm. or online boosts. And I guess that's where the frustration of of market sellers, um, you know, it's not it, on the high street yeah. and, and Etsy and it's all the see- others that are on there. It's seeing
2: that sort of mindless buying yeah. when you're sat there going, "But I've got, I've got something that is meaningful, yeah, yeah. and I want." you to buy that instead <laughs> uh,
1: i think yeah i think we are at the risk of in some ways overthinking it mm-hmm. for me and you know i'm a bit more hardline about some of this stuff we uh, make and create products and we put a lot of our heart and soul and creativity into those and we are attempting to make a living and that's all we 're asking to do is make a living we're yeah. not asking to make massive profits we're not asking you know we're not um, we don't have shareholders to keep happy and it's the it's the greed of the shareholders <coughs> that that drives these huge um, big sale this big sale culture but it what it what it is doing is it's educating consumers into believing that they should always have available to them something for very little. So they have very little sense of the value or the cost of what it is they're buying. The cost in terms of child labour, the cost in terms of forests, the cost in terms of the environment, the cost in terms of stuff going into landfill, the cost in terms of, um, you know, and on and on it goes. Pick an industry, any yeah. industry. I suppose
2: we're not really comparable in that sense. No.
1: So I think yeah, mm. don't over um you know, analyze that. Yeah. Absolutely be mindful of not wasting things. Absolutely be mindful of recycling. I all the pa if I cut down a print I've come home with all the bits of paper. They'll be used in something. I'm not quite sure what yet, but they will be something. They'll be printed on and woven into a a different piece um, eventually. And I keep in. I keep all of the uh, scraps from sewing. I keep all of the cottons from sewing, and I um, I create a new fabric with it. Um, It has to be you know sort of like a there's a couple of things that you can do it to create new and interesting um fabric with it the point is i don't chuck all of that mm, out mm. and i i'm I'm, try, I'm trying my best to <coughs> we um to 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 make work and to and to limit the impact the environmental impact that i that i have uh, i'm a I'm a printer and the fact of the matter is that's a very water heavy, Mm. uh, but it amazes me. Um, There's small things that you can do by like not leaving the tap running while when you're cleaning something. (laughs) It's really simple. Use a sponge. Boom. Done. Don't need the water on. But people are people still do it. I see it happening in the studio all, all, all the time. There's lots of small ways that you can do that, but that's not the issue. We have to sell. Mm. We are selling in an environment where Black Friday and Cyber Monday happens. We find it, a lot of people find it, incredibly counterproductive Mm. and distasteful. And the thing that, from the political side of it for me, is the training of consumers to behave in a way that is absolutely counter to all of the major drives that we have. Um, of the day which is about protecting our environment and mm. and, and, and limiting mm. um, the, limiting what we buy and where artists then have a role is right. alright if you decide that you're not going to be buying every little tchotchke that comes your way and that you're actually going to have something that is of value then go and buy locally find the artists to you locally and buy something Buy something incredible. Buy Absolutely. something beautiful. Buy something that has meaning, and spend your money that way. And that piece will stay with you, and it won't end up in a tip, mm. um, you know. And, it, and
15: as you say,
1: or else it'll, you know, go up and smoke when the apocalypse comes. And, uh, <laughs> we'll make a yeah. raft. <laughs> yeah. what would
21: you make? No, that's not. <up>.
6: collective. Go collective. Yeah.